You're listening to the MVM podcast. My name is Titus. Episode 5, Dakota Fend Edition. I'm Matt, there's Mike, there's Jim, also known as the MBM Podcast. want to thank you for listening to us and checking us out and giving us all the support we've had up until this point. And uh, we're going to try and continue to make them a little better and give you guys some uh, interesting stuff to listen to. We've been edumacating ourselves. Trying to. The oh. interwebs works well. I'm still stupid. <laughs> <laughs> we still love you. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks. You're the B in the M. <laughs> BM. The BM to M dem. Dakota Fen tonight. Yes, Dakota Fen tonight. We're actually going to call him here on Skype in a few minutes. I was so bummed about missing Randy. Oh, did you listen to it? Oh, mm. man, I just was drooling. And, oh, I get these migraines and they kill me and it would have just not have been a good idea to be here. But next time. Hopefully my mic doesn't fall apart, bro. You're looking like it's about to fall out of that stand. <laughs> I'm just going to have to leave it alone. I'll fix it after. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you, you you missed a good podcast. Yeah, um, I was bummed. I was listening to it, and I was just like, oh, man, I had like 8,000 questions I wanted to ask him. Yeah. Which would have made the interview go like another three hours. And <laughs> I know. He's such a talker, <laughs> oh my but God, that was it, awesome. It was just awesome. Yeah, so shout out to Randy Pike. Randy Pike. That uh, that dude is just the man killer. Yeah. I like, I, yeah. He's yeah. very well-spoken, smart. He just gave me a whole another level of appreciation for Tekken. Yeah. Not that the other manufacturers aren't good. Right, right. But it's just, man, I just, I've always had a thing for Tekken and Matt ever since you kind of got your first one. Oh. Just kind of like, oh man, that's nice stuff. Started with the uh, Redline Gen 2, 2. 13.5 motor. For your uh, short-course truck. Short course yeah, truck, and eh? I just, oh, fell in love. Yeah, and I had bought that Mamba for the 8 scale. Yeah. And it was just one of those, oh, why didn't I buy the RX-8? Yeah, and then you did. And then I did. <laughs> <laughs> and then it went from there. It yeah. went downhill. But anyways. Downhill? Oh. Well, not that well. You know, your pocketbook exactly. went downhill. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, uh, on the schedule for today, we got, of course, Dakota Fend. Uh, we're going to touch on the subject of driver etiquette again. That's a popular subject, apparently. Uh, so, a few people want to have us talk about that of course the race results from kc hobbies uh from this past weekend mike and i went down with a couple other guys from uh sault st marie ontario and uh had a good day well fun i should it was, say yeah, it, was a, it was a fun day yeah. there was a lot of broken parts i think for the canadian <laughs> crew but uh all in all it was good and unfortunately jim couldn't join us he had no, to work. had to work had to work i suck listen to that voice coming through now you hear him we got him fixed up i think so it might be a little too loud, though. Everyone out well, there, turn your we, we down. have been trying to tell Jim 
He needs to speak into the microphone. Yeah, get, no, we're, we're getting pretty soon. We're going to take an elastic band <laughs> and put it around his head with the <laughs> microphone strapped to it, so it moves with his mouth. <laughs> we'll just write on the microphone, Jim's microphone only. <laughs> <laughs> Have to sanitize the grill every week. Uh, yeah. So, uh, of course, we're going to talk about some new products that are out there. Uh, I was, uh, of course, I check out all the websites, Live RC. Uh, why can't I think of any of the other ones? Drawing a blank. Live RC, for the most part, I use for a lot, uh, of course, and then, you know what I mean? Facebook. Facebook. That, too. Gives you a lot of links to other places. Yeah. yeah. I've kind of been doing a little bit of research, too, on tracks, you know, within Michigan. Yeah. Bookmarking everyone I can find. Uh, I know a conversation between the three of us have been trying to hit other... Road trip? Yeah, road trips, you know, preferably ones that we can drive down and back. Yeah, but I th- like we had that conversation. Most places are about four and a half, yeah, five it's, hours it's a away. Long drive. That's, that's ten hours of driving in a day. Plus, we uh, might have to sleep in a tent together. <laughs> You'd like that, Jim? <laughs> well, <laughs> you, you see my eyes light up there? <laughs> I know. I was like, oh boy. <laughs> well, hey, my my wife was kind enough to kind of grant me being able to buy a travel trailer this year. So there may not be no tent sleeping. We might just have to fight over who has to share a bed. Maybe. <laughs> Sorry, I'm buying it. Not, you guys <laughs> are have to deal with that. <laughs> Anyway, one sleeping bag. No. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, basically, what we'll do right now, real quick, is we'll just grab a real quick break. We'll get Dakota on the line, and we'll do the interview with him, and we'll go from there. How's that sound, guys? Sounds good. Perfect. Sounds good. Sweet. We're back from our short little break there on the phone with us. What is it? What is it, Jim, you were telling me? 16-time Roar Champ? 16-time Roar Champion, yeah. Dakota Fend. Dakota, I want to, first of all, thank you very much for taking some time out of your your evening to have a chat with us. We appreciate it very much. And, uh, of course, congratulations on all your previous wins and good luck to on your future wins, right? right? I appreciate it. Thank you. I'm glad I was able to join you guys tonight. Yeah, we really do appreciate it. I was checking out... Uh, you were at the RC Clubhouse there a couple weeks ago, right? Yep. Yeah. That was actually my uh, first time being there. What would you think of it? Um, I thought it was really nice. They have an awesome facility, uh, very clean. Uh, we were walking around in T-shirts and stuff considering it was like 30 degrees outside. That was really cool. Um, and they have some good dirt too. Hey, uh, Dakota, it's Jim here. Just want to add to the Warren, Michigan uh, racetrack there. Your 22-4 win is the reason why I got one. <laughs> That's good to hear. Yeah, yeah. yeah Jim's our, our resident uh, TLR guy. Mike and myself are more associated guys for 10 scale anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to make an announcement here with Dakota on the line. I think my 8 scale choice is going to be TLR. Cool. Good to hear. Yeah. Perfect choice. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're uh, th- we're, we haven't been down there uh, to that track yet either, and that's something we've been – that's the one we've been talking about. Yeah, yeah. Hitting up uh, Norm Graves about that place. Yeah, we yeah, heard yeah. a couple of the guys that we were racing with this weekend in St. Ignace, which is about another three and a half hours up the highway north. Mm-hmm. They yep. said that they were kind of pumping you up about the podcast a little bit. They said that. Um, they yeah, yeah. No, that was um, yeah. That was our first time there. I think it was the the turkey turkey shootout or something. turkey shootout. Yeah, yeah. Drumstick, drumstick, drumstick race. Drumstick. Yeah, drumstick. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do. Uh, 
270 entries, I think. It was, there was a lot of people there. So a question I want to ask you is with the upcoming Worlds being on turf, what's your opinion on that? Or, um, or what's your, like, uh, yeah, opinion? Or how do you feel about that? Um, I mean, I think it's definitely a disadvantage for um, everyone uh, in the in the roar of black. Um, I th- I would prefer to race on dirt just because it is off road racing, um, and I don't really consider astroturf off road racing. No. Um, but I mean, everyone does have to race on it, and we'll just have to see how it's going to go. Um, I mean, we're going to have to do something about uh, trying to test and uh, get ready for that race because it is so drastically different from anything that I think most of us have ever run on before. Um, so I don't know if it's going to be going out there or trying to race on carpet or, you know, get AstroTurf on a, a track around here or something. Um, but I think it's definitely going to be a challenge for all of us. All right, right. Well, since you happen to mention carpet, just want to let you know, Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario... <laughs> The CRC Car Club, we set up a carpet off-road track uh, once a month. So you're always welcome to come up okay. and race with us. All right. <laughs> the competition wouldn't be very good, though. No. no. Yeah. <laughs> I would just like to see him drive. <laughs> You'd be given lessons. There'd be no racing. It'd just be yeah, lessons. Yeah. <laughs> Dakota, something uh, that was kind of on my mind that, you know, I think that we, we want to be asking everybody, can you uh, – kind of just like give us the highlights you know from the beginning when you started getting into racing rcs and you know all the years in between till now you know kind of the highlights the ups the downs give us yeah. like the story uh, you know the rc story of your life in two minutes mm-hmm. um so pretty much i started when i was um five years old almost six um my mom got a t-max for my dad's birthday um and it took us probably like three months to finally get it started um so that that wasn't fun um but i tried it and i just liked it um and we had a track host called unlimited about half a mile from our house um and god i started out with a blitzer beetle from tamaya um and i go to the track every day after kindergarten uh, just what i love doing since i started and it's been my passion ever since um, and I started traveling to nationals at eight years old. Um, oh. Went to my first uh, stock stock nationals. They were separated back then between the stock and the mod. Um, and I won juniors buggy. Um, and then got sponsored by TLR um, right before I turned nine years old uh, in wow. 2006. <laughs> and, and how old are you now? Uh, 17 now. Okay, so not quite 10 years. But yeah, I've been dude, running no, that no, that's Thank wild. Are though. you for real? Like, no, no, no. I'm a 30 year old man, and I was like, oh man, it'd be kind of cool to be sponsored by <laughs> no, somebody. Or just something. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, that's very impressive. <laughs> that's wicked. I have a 10 month old daughter, Dakota, and <laughs> I'm gonna try to get her sponsored by eight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, you, you can continue. Sorry. Well, actually, I wanted to ask Dakota real quick because he had mentioned getting his first sponsorship sponsorship from TLR I remember seeing a picture of him when he was very young with Ryan Mayfield so what's it like now to race on the same team as as Ryan obviously with him making the switch from associated over to TLR what what, what was that like um it's been it's really cool um I'm really glad that he's able to make it over and the amount of knowledge um and experience he have he has is just a crazy amount and you know I mean he's already 
helped us with setups and, and everything, uh, leaps and bounds. Um, and I've always looked up to him since I started racing. He's always been the guy that, you know, I've tried to be like. Um, and I think that kind of shows a lot in my driving style as well, um, as we both, you know, drive really aggressive. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how old I was in that picture. Um, probably like seven years old, I want to say. Um, that was at Columbus. Um, and I think he was like 18 years old and he went off and talked to me in the stands for, you know, like an hour, just about whatever. Um, and I thought it was really cool that he was able to do that. Yeah. And yet everybody calls Ryan Mayfield the bad boy of RC. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, he's, once you get to know him, he's a super nice guy and always willing to help anybody that needs help. So you, you remember things from when you were seven, then pretty clear. <laughs> Yeah. It was only 10 years ago. Come on. Well, because I don't. I don't remember things from yesterday. So. Well, it's old age, bro. It's yeah, old age. no kidding. <laughs> so, yeah, sorry there. We kind of we kind of sent you off on a stray on your story there about. Um, all right. So, yeah, I went to my first nationals then. Um, and then every year after that, I went to, to nationals. Um, started running a stock buggy stock truck um in 19 turn full drive buggy um and then just moved up every year pretty much went to the they had the super stock back then which was 19 turn um before the brushless days um and i won i was able to win stock and 19 turn um and truck and buggy and and full drive buggy um and then i think it was I'll say like 2010, um, I went to my first modified nationals at, in Omaha, Nebraska. Or two, I think it might have been 2009, actually. Um, and I ran mod there for the first time, and that was a, definitely a game changer. And just on the experience level, I was able to drive with all of the pros for the first time and actually be on the track at the same time as them and, and, and race with them and stuff, which helped me out a ton as I knew, you know, where I needed to work on and, you know, where I was overdriving and stuff. Um, and I actually, I got second in truck there, which I was super pumped on. Um, and then ever since then, I've just been working my way up in uh, modified classes, um, and just working harder every single year, and it's definitely started to pay off now. <clears throat> so, so at that young age, obviously, was it your parents bringing you to all these races, or, or was it... Uh... Someone else. Um, yeah, my parents have supported me 100% since the beginning. Um, and they've always said that, you know, if this is what you want to do, then we will support you in it, you know. And if there's something else you want to do, then we'll support you in that. You know, you don't always have to, you know, race every weekend and stuff. But this is just what I wanted to do ever since I was, since I got a controller in my hand for the first time. So they go to all the big races with me. Uh, my dad uses all his vacation to get to the races now. Um, and then my mom is able to make it out to all the races as well, which is really cool. Yeah, cool. cool. Well, it is great that you have your parents' support with it. That's, that must make it at least a little bit easier. Well, it'd be almost impossible at, yeah. at, you know, at the age yeah. of five or six. I mean, you'd have to. You'd have to. Yeah, yeah that's, that's I mean, wild. My dad always worked on all my cars and stuff, and he still helps me out a ton today, you know, back home getting, every, getting everything ready for the big races and stuff. Um, and then my mom helps with all of the orders and emails and organizing all the parts and packing everything and, and everything like that, uh, traveling all the plane tickets and all that. So 
definitely that's a big so this, is this kind of like yeah this is you know rc's is kind of your thing then you don't really venture outside of that like a from the hobby point of view um you know it's since um since I, i'm still in school and stuff um this is my senior year i've been really busy you know trying to balance racing and and school so i've had a hard time having time to do anything else um but I have started to get into uh, big cars more. Um, we have a, a road course like a mile from our house. Um, and I started going there last summer. So I, I, mean, I like cars in general. I've always had a passion for cars. And we always went to all the car shows when I was little and stuff. Um, so I think it's more just cars in general. But I think I definitely found my my passion in, in RC cars. Okay. So, so now i got to know, Dakota, what's your favorite full-scale car? Um, hmm, that's a tough one. Um, <laughs> I'm a really big fan of the Evos. I knew it. I knew it. I knew yep. I see the picture in the Evo. Yes. I knew it. Yep. Um, I really like those. It's, it was hard because we we're trying to find, I was trying to find something that would be good in the snow as well. Yeah. Um, and since they're all wheel drive and they're pretty much a rally car, that's what they were designed for. Um, it's awesome in the snow. We just put snow tires on it and I can go through s- through snow that my dad's truck can't even get through. So you you wow. you have an Evo then, from the sounds of it. Yes, I do. That's awesome. Yeah, it's me, pretty, it's pretty nice looking. Me and me, me and Matt are uh, are WRX fans. Yeah, for, to the bones. But. I, well, I opted for a new 2014 Ram instead of buying a Subaru, but a Subaru will happen. I just got to pay off the Ram. Yeah. Quickly, it's... my wife's giving me a look right now. Like, don't even start over there. <laughs> and yeah, where, where, definitely fun cars. Where's uh, home for you, Dakota? Uh, I live in Michigan. Oh, okay. So, yeah, you know what winter's about then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Last year, I think we got a record of 96-some inches of snow. Uh, that's it? <laughs> that's it. <laughs> we we got that in a month. Yeah. We got that in, in November. November. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we know what snow's all about, man. We, we got dumped on, that's for sure. So... A better question for you. Like, I know, obviously, with you going to college and university, which, which, where are you going again? Um, I think I'm going to end up going to Oakland University. Oakland. Now, with you going to Oakland, uh, of course, we want to know what you're going to be taking, but better yet, as well, I'm sure a lot of people want to know, how's that going to affect, affect you in your racing? Because, obviously, you know, going to post-secondary school is important. So, have you figured out how you're going to balance that yet, or...? Um, you know, I would love to know the answer to that question for sure. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, I talked to uh, the, the dean and the engineering supervisor because I want to go for mechanical engineering um, so I can stay in the car industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also talked to the sports director and stuff. Um, and I was invited into the Honors College, um, which has a lot of uh, different classes that are um, – I want to say kind of like a little more fun and, and less just based off of work. Um, so talking with all of them, uh, I think I'd be able to go part-time um, and be able to manage that. The biggest challenge is going to be the, the actual engineering classes themselves because they have all the labs. Uh, I won't be able to miss hardly any days at all with that. Right. Um, so I'm going to have to try and take all those engineering-based classes in the fall semester right because there's Um, less racing in the fall right yeah i'm pretty much i mean from september until the end of the year there's 
worlds usually and then the spectrum race for me yeah we're, we've already i've i've already told my wife be prepared wisconsin 2015 <laughs> as soon as i know the dates Road we trip. are going yeah. i am not yeah, missing it's it. in the calendar yeah, yeah it's it's, a, it's happening race. can i give you one word of advice mm-hmm. just stay away from girls and you'll be fine <laughs> 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 Honestly, <laughs> we're getting the look here from Matt's wife because I said that, but I'm telling you. Yeah, she's not talking on the microphone, but she's listening. Your mom's, your mom and dad, if they hear that, they'll probably say, yeah, listen to that guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, we're talking with Dakota Fend uh, from TLR. Uh, took some time out of his uh, schedule to have a chat with us. And we've just been going through, uh, you know, a little bit of history of about Dakota and, and you know, what he likes, and of course, no, bigger fan because he likes Evos. I like Evos too, <laughs> so that's pretty cool. So I, I, I was wondering. <clears throat> so obviously, with RC being what you want to do for, you know, your foreseeable future, what do you do when you don't want to race, or when you want to do something just to kind of get away from it and you know uh, relax or un- unwind? Like, what what do you like doing other than RC racing? Um. Honestly, I don't. I don't really have much time out of that. There's always something going on, um, but when I do, I just hanging out with friends and, like I said earlier, I'm getting into real cars more, and, and that's a lot of fun. And there's not much stress involved with that because I just go to do it for fun. Um, but it's still a, a form of racing, which is where my passion is at. So that's been a lot of fun. And next year, I hope to do that a lot more and go to. A, few different tracks around in michigan in the midwest area so being being a typical teenager but doing things properly instead of like how me and mike did it where we were drag racing people <laughs> illegally on the street and yeah and when we parked the car at the end of the night going well i got away with it one more night <laughs> no no no. you were hoping that the police didn't knock on the door halfway yeah. through the night okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm in by 2 30 let's hope to god between now and 7 a.m nobody shows up at my door exactly <laughs> uh, so dakota so is you're obviously racing is your passion is your goal to get on like say what's that uh not drifting but they do it on the x games mm, global rally cross yeah that is is your goal to get there like use your celebrity to get in the door and then or is that not in your future um you know i i can't say for sure i think i've, I've always loved you know watching the rally the rally cross and rallying in general um I don't know if, if, you know, RC might be a stepping stone for that or if I'll stay in RC racing my whole life. Mm -hmm. Um, But, I mean, I think it's definitely something that I'll look at in the future. Um, I definitely think it'd be a lot of fun and, you know, a a different challenge that's still involved with racing. Yeah. So funny, Jim brings up Global Rally Cross. Have you seen the latest Ken Block, Jim Connor video? I have. Isn't that ridiculous? Yeah, that that's crazy. <laughs> Is that Mustang not ridiculous? Yeah, pretty sweet. Oh my lord. That that would be a lot of fun. Oh, I just watched that video and my wife heard it on the TV and she just kind of shook her head as she walked by the the the, the bedroom that night and I'm like, oh, it's, it's so man. much better when you crank it up as loud as loud as you can. <laughs> yeah, it was eleven o'clock at night. Oh. I couldn't do that. I would have gotten in trouble. <laughs> so Dakota, do you have like a before you go for, you know, you're, you're getting ready to go racing and whatnot, do you, like, put on the ACDC, rock out a little bit, get your mind kind of cleared? And, like, do you have a thing that you do that kind of gets you gathered for it? Um, I don't usually listen to music. Um, 
usually I just, I don't know, like I go up that, you know, go up before the race. Um, and the race before I usually don't talk very much. I usually kind of just chill out by myself and, um, just kind of relax and I guess kind of like get in the zone. Um, but you, I don't, you, you I don't, seem like a very mellow person. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it definitely gets intense at the big races and, and really serious. Um, so in the pits and stuff, I try and just stay relaxed and hang out with everybody and have a good time. Um, but I have to take those few minutes before the race starts to just like get in the zone and have my quiet time and, and just to get to mentally prepare for the, for the race and, you know, know when I go out there that I'm ready to go. Yeah, so your way of doing it is just to kind of have that couple minutes of quiet and just think about it. Couple couple think about what you got to do, eh? Couple minutes of Dakota time. <laughs> yeah. All by myself. Yeah, yeah me, me and me and Matt, we're we're loudmouths. We're excitable. We're like ping pong balls. Well, look at me. I get off the track after having a good race with another guy. I'm literally vibrating from head to toe. It's like, oh, somebody give me a sedative. I think I'm going to have a heart attack over here. Yeah, we got the aspirin ready for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everyone uh, has their different ways. Huh? Yeah, uh, Dakota, to uh, ready and stuff, whatever works for them. To uh, calm down, there. Do you work on your vehicle, like your diffs or shocks, or to uh, keep calm, or do you tinker away with it, or? Um, probably compared to most people, I don't work on my cars very much. Um, I've gotten a lot better with that, but we kind of came from the mentality mentality if it's not broken don't fix it mm-hmm. um but i'm getting yeah. better with that now I'm, I'm working on cars more and and working with setups and stuff um up until probably three or four years ago we didn't really even check ride height or anything um <laughs> wow. so just i mean i'm doing that a lot more now and i'm on I mean, that I'll page. change things when i have to but for the most part i i, I don't really mess with things if if I like them. So so when you are. show up to an event, they're already dialed in in your mind then? Um, yeah, for the most part. I'm I'm not someone to get caught up in the setup. Um, you know, I don't have to have a perfect car to go out there and drive. Um, but I've been working a lot uh, this year and uh, last year a lot. I'm just getting more comfortable with, with trying things and, and around here testing and stuff. So, you know, I know what everything does you know when you change in so then so when i go to a bigger race i can go hey you know my car isn't doing this i can try this um but i'm never one to you know to try three or four things at a time and and get out of control in that okay i have a, a two-part question here we'll, uh, i'll just say one one at a time uh do you have like say your uh, two-wheel drive buggy do you have one car where it goes to every race, or do you start off with a brand new kit each time before the race begins? Um, I have a, I have a cup, I have a few cars that I run. Um, I always have my rear motor list ready to go, you know, trusty old rear motor just mm-hmm. in case. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have the mid motor that I run around here uh, locally for the most part. Um, and then I do usually have a race car that I take to all the big races. Um, I don't really like a, a brand new car. I like it to be broken in a little bit. Um, and once you know, once you get comfortable with that car, um, I like to keep it for all the big races um, in a year. So usually, I'll the same car I'll run at. Uh, you know, for Ten Skill Buggy, I'll run at Reedy Race. I'll run at Cactus, and I'll probably run that car at Nationals as well. 
Okay, and when you go to to these events, tires, how many tires do you bring? Uh, what do you bring? Every kind of compound there is. And I know you're sponsored by Proline, so obviously it's a Proline tire. But do you bring the whole arsenal? Um, I. It depends what race it is, but for the most part, Proline usually brings all of the tires, and I'll just bring maybe like five six sets of tires you know just already glued up and ready to go um so i can i can have those ready if i need to you know get on the track right away and and proline isn't coming to the next day or something like that um but for compounds usually uh proline gets in touch with the track or locals around there that also run proline tires and figures out you know what compound and stuff like that um usually for the most part we know what kind of tread pattern we're going to use, you know, if it's indoor, something like Electron or Ion or Suburb or something like that. Um, and then compounds, it, it just depends on the intel we get from the, the locals around there. Um, but for the most part, we'll bring, you know, probably th- three or four different kinds of compounds at least just to make sure. Wow. Sweet. Do you ever, you know, because Jim was talking to you about <clears> – <throat> You know, do you have a new car? And you said, no, you like to have one that's broken in. So when you do get, say, a new kit, you build it and whatever the case is like that, and then you go to run it, do you kind of get that, like, the first few turn jitters? Like, I know myself, I've I've had that with both my B5M and my 443. You know, I put it down on the track, I go up on the driver's stand, and then I go, okay, let's not explode this on the first <laughs> lap. Do you have those moments? Um, Not necessarily like that. I kind of just... When I first go out there with a new car, um, I'm just not very comfortable with it for a while. I have to get used to, to driving it. I mean, I know probably a lot of it is just in my head, but I think it does drive a little bit different, um, even in after even after it is broken in, because it is just, I mean, it's different parts. Um, so I'm, I'm just not, it just takes me a while to get comfort, comfortable with it. Um, so like I, I have a new car, new cars for Reedy Race, I'll start running those pretty soon and you know get them broken in stuff and then i mean i'll redo the diff the diffs for all of them and the shocks and you know put new arms on it and everything like that but and bearings but for the most part i'll keep it um as it is because i do like a a slightly used car right that's that's cool see that's something that's something i didn't know go ahead uh speaking (laughs) of speaking of cars uh matt's been bugging me about stadium truck What's uh, going on with stadium uh, with the Losi stadium truck? Yeah, we kind of been peppering like, Jim a little bit about that. <laughs> you can't get the kid no more. I had to uh, hillbilly mod a. No, you didn't hillbilly mod. Uh, you got a twenty two SCT off somebody, and you I, just bought all the parts and well, made it a twenty two T. Right screws <laughs> in the right areas. <laughs> <laughs> but a few other guys from uh, that are TLR fans have even asked me to ask you that. Like, is TLR working on another stadium truck platform, or, or they have had they seen a a drop in it and decided, you know, let's hold off and not do anything with it for a little while. Um, I mean, TLR is still selling all the parts, um, for the truck. Um, and they're continuing to support the class. Um, and you know, we're always testing new products and new things to work on for, for all of the vehicles. Um, and, and like I said, they are continuing to support the class and I mean, it's what I ran at nationals. So, Hmm. So it sounds like he doesn't want to give us a full-blown answer, but he is <laughs> giving us some kind of information. So another question for you. Do you know if they're working on, like, a an SCTE 3.0 or 
I, I heard somebody talking about that. There was a picture floating around of a prototype of one, but I don't know if it was bogus or if it was true. Um, I mean, I, I can't really say much. That's but all you like need I to said, say, my friend. We're, so we're you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> the silence speaks volumes. Um, no I mean, worries always, there. We, TLR's we, always working on things. We're always trying trying new things. Um, you know, they always want to push the limits and, and and improve on the vehicles that we currently have. Right. Well, and like I said, I, I don't want you getting yourself in any trouble. If you can't talk about it, just say can't talk about it. That tells us everything we want to know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a question for you here. Uh, the 2014 Roar Nationals. The final lap in Texas. Do you want to talk about that? <laughs> yeah, that, that was a pretty in, intense last lap. Um, that whole race was was pretty crazy. Um, I'm guessing you're referring to Truggy. Yes, um, yes. Okay, so so for for those of us who don't know, me being one of them, because I've just recently decided to really start paying attention oh, you, to the you've RC. Never you know? seen the last lap? No. So oh, so it's Dakota, aggressive. F- f- fill us in a little bit. Maybe lead us up to that uh, that situation, so that way maybe other people that might be listening to the podcast that don't know, kind of get a picture for it. Um. Okay. So. The Truggy Main at uh, Nationals this year was really, really big, wide-open track, um, pretty much full throttle everywhere, super long straights. Um, and I was top qualifier, and Ty Testament started second. Um, and he got by me within the first few minutes, um, and I stayed on him for probably the first 20 minutes um, without either of us making any big mistakes or bobbles or anything like that. Um, and then I got by him. We were doing our, our pit stops were one lap separate i'd come in one lap earlier than him um and one of the laps i i got out in front of him uh, and led for a while and we were back and forth and stuff for for pretty much the whole race i don't think we were any farther than three seconds apart throughout the whole 45 minute main wow um it was pretty much bumper to bumper the whole time um and he led for most of the race and i was just followed right behind him I mean, he's super, super calm under pressure and stuff and wasn't making any mistakes or anything. Um, I was able to run faster laps, and I had some faster lines, um, but I was making more mistakes. Um, I got by him probably with, like, 15 minutes to go um, and started pulling away, and that was when it got up to three seconds. Um, But I made a mistake and got on two wheels, and uh, he got back by. so the last few minutes, I was right behind him and stuff, trying to find a way behind, way around him, side by side a couple of times. Um, and on the last lap, there was a double-triple section um, that curved to the left um, and then was like a, like a long straight that was rollers. There was like two rollers. Um, and I jumped the double all the way wide and then cranked the wheel all the way to the left and cut back in um, over the triple and, and jumped to the inside and got by him. Um, it was like it was like halfway through the lap um, and then just held on for the rest of the lap uh, for the win. Uh, so it, it was definitely pretty crazy. Um, got the heart rate up for sure. Is that race on YouTube? Yes, it is. Uh, it is. It's okay. on my favorite uh, channel. Guess, guess what I'm going to be doing? I'm going to be using my <laughs> Chromecast when I go to go to bed tonight and I'm going to be watching... Some uh, see you guys look at me like I'm crazy because I want to buy a nitro vehicle. No, no. Forty five minutes, like you can't do that with electric. Yeah, it was probably the most intense race I've been in. So would would for you sure. would you agree, Dakota, that 
it was your nerves that got the best of you. Like it wasn't the truck. It wasn't. It was. It was just in your own head, kind of thing. Keeping yourself calm is what kind of mm, caused you to have the mistakes that you were talking about, eh? Um, I don't think it was really nerves. Um, no, I've always, I've always had been able to go faster um, lap time wise, but I do make more mistakes as a result. Um, sometimes I just push too hard mm, too and try and go too fast. Um, yeah. I've been working on that a lot this year um, and it's helped me out a lot. Just backing off a little bit and, you know, maybe just going at a 10th or two slower a lap. Um, but you'll be amazed like that 10th or two, like how much more consistent you can be with that. And so trying to go out and get the fastest lap time every single lap. Um, but I think I was just, we were both pushing really hard. I was trying to open up a gap and get away from him. Um, and he was obviously driving really fast, trying to catch back up. Um, so we were just pushing, pushing as hard as we could. And, uh, at that time he, he was making mistakes too and stuff. And I just, I just clipped a corner a little bit and in the wrong spot and it cost me. So it's more of a matter of just pushing the, the, the RC and your, and your skills to the point where, you know, it's just, you know, that's it. Either the truck can't handle it, and not not any by any means saying that you're not skilled because you're very skilled. Yeah. You know, it's just. I mean, I know for me when I get up there and it's like, oh man, I'm in first for ten seconds, and that's when I lose it because <laughs> it's just you know I'm kind of like crapping my pants up there. I'm like, oh my god, don't mess up, don't mess up, and then all of a sudden I yeah. smack into a yeah. wall. Oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that um, that me starting at such a young age, going to all the races, um, that was something that has helped me out tremendously now because. I got that experience at a young age and got used to racing with people, you know, at a, at a higher level and stuff. So I think that's helped me out a lot with nerves and being able to stay calm until the end and not get in my head, you know, Oh, I'm in the lead with, you know, one lap to go or, you know, however long it may be. Oh, I have a big gap because when you start thinking like that, that's when you make the mistakes because you lose your concentration. Um, So I think it's, it's helped a ton with that being able to just, drive my race and not think anything until the race is over do you have have one driver that's uh you know out of the corner corner of your eye oh this guy's coming does he psych you out or at this level you don't have that um i mean i think at, at this level that there's so many guys that have the speed and and the opportunity to win that you know when you go on the track you never know for sure who's going to come out on top um it really just comes down to just going out there and just running your race and just putting in perfect laps and trying your best not to worry about worry about anybody else. Um, but I think that on the nicer side, for sure, um, definitely uh, me and Ty Tessman have been going back and forth for quite a few years. For uh, for you and you go racing, is your whole thing practice, 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 more laps, more laps? Is that how you control the, uh, I don't know what the word is, but. Well, it's how you become more consistent, right? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, um, for me, when I, when I go to the track, I mean, like I said earlier, I am doing more testing now, um, but I just love driving, you know, I'll just go out there with, you know, with 10 scale and, you know, I'll just go out there and I'll just drive until my battery dies or with nitro, I'll go out there and, you know, drive for 20 minutes, half an hour at a time and, and not try anything. Um, just because that's what I love doing is I love driving. Um, and I'll go out there and, you know, I'll set a challenge for myself or, you know, someone else will say like, Hey, you know, I bet you can't get this lap time, you know, 
and I'll go out there and I will stay out there until I get that lap time. <laughs> you know, so it's just kind of a, you know, just pushing myself um, because if I can go to the track and practice with no one there and I can push and I can drive that hard when I get to the big races, you know, if I remember just to back it off just a little bit, you know, that I'll be good to go. I'm sure that's where the whole slower is faster comment comes from, from pretty much everybody that you talk yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. So, Dakota, I've been, uh, I've been meaning to ask other racers we've had this kind of question. Um, kind of deals with maybe slower drivers or driver etiquette. So as being a professional like you're, you are, you're obviously one of the faster guys. What What's your preference to, say, a slower driver? Do you want that slower driver to slow down, or do you want them just to continue on at their own pace and you'll worry about getting around them or maybe take their next corner a little wider? Like, y- you know what I mean? Because a lot mm-hmm. of times, obviously, you, you know, you go somewhere like the RC Clubhouse or somewhere like that, and obviously those guys are just weekend warriors. They don't do it for, for you know, their, their daily grind, so they may not be as quick as you. So. Because I, I kind of been faced with that recently myself. I've had a few guys say, well, I'm trying to slow down and get out of your way. It's like, no, no, no. I don't want me personally. I don't want them to slow down. Just keep doing what you're doing because I'm not going to slow down for you, and I'm probably going to hit you if you slow down all of a sudden. So, like, mm-hmm. for you, like, maybe what's your personal preference? Not saying that's what people do, but what would you rather say somebody who's slower do? Um, I think it's definitely a challenge for for both sides of it, you know. I mean, both in a tough spot, you know, the person that's – the faster person's coming up, you know, obviously wants to get by as fast as possible. And the other car, the slower car, you know, wants to let them by for the most part, I think. And, you know, but continue on there with their race and not lose too much time. Um, for the most part, I can, um, the slower people, you know, you I can, I think I can get by for the most part pretty cleanly. Um, it's, they don't have to pull over or stop by any means. Um, a lot of the time, you know, it actually slows us both up is when they slow down and try and get out of the way because if I'm right behind them and, you know, they slow down, I'm either going to run into them or I'm going to have to slam on my brakes too. Um, so for the most part, just, you know, just go a car wa- a car length wide in one corner and, you know, I'll just get by them inside and it'll cost, you know, you maybe one-tenth, if even that. Um, and we can both just continue on. So what you're saying is, is just have that slower driver continue on their line. So I'm not crazy after all. I thought I might be just a little out of it by thinking, no, just keep doing what you're doing. I'll get around you. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, definitely, you know, the slower car, have the slower car just go a little wide. Um, but just stopping in the middle of the track or slowing down and letting off the gas and you having to, like, swerve to go around them is definitely not good for um, either of you. Um well, the manufacturers love it because it equals broken parts really <laughs> quick. That is true. <laughs> we, we know that. I mean, we, we race with, I mean, if you were going to put it on a scale of 1 to 10 or 0 to 10, we race with people from the skill level of 0 that have never touched an RC before yeah. to pretty much. Oh, guys like Ron Jackson, yeah, Frank you know, Hansen, nine, Joel nine Wiggins. And, 9 and 10s, you know. Mm-hmm. I think you know a couple of those guys. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it's, it's, it is. It's a challenge some days when. You know, myself, I know myself, I struggle with that because now I'm going from the zero and I'd put myself in the middle, right? Like a five, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like I I always just kept doing what I was doing, right? And talking on the driver's stand, I think, is what always did it. Yeah. You know, it was just, okay, go around me. Like I would actually say, okay, go, <laughs> you know, Yeah. And, and people knew that, but I didn't slow down, didn't jam, you know, 
like you said, put the brakes on and yeah. Well, I've ha- I've had two guys say it to me. I'm I'm slowing down and I'm slowing down for you. It's like no, don't do that. Just keep doing yeah. what you're doing. Like it's just it's yeah. all bad when you slow you're, down. You're, you're like a <laughs> well, your truck's like a rock in the middle of the track yeah. at that mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Yellow. So what would you uh, say is like your number one piece of advice for you know new people coming into the hobby? Uh, or new racers. Or new racers, you know, like just the number one kind of thing to keep in the back of your mind as you're, do, as you are you know, buying an RC, getting ready to race, going out there. Um, I'd just say just don't let, don't let the race, don't get caught up in the racing so much that you're not enjoying it. Um, I mean, I go to the track all the time just at local races and see, you know, people are yelling and screaming at the marshals or someone else on the track or whatever and. I mean, at the end of the day, this is we do this for fun, you know. Whether you you go there just as a hobby or do it as a job, it's still it started out as you having fun, and that's why you do it. Um, and I always just try to remember, you know, I I still do this today because I enjoy it. You know, it's not just a job for me. Um, I you know it's my passion and what I love doing. Um, so just trying to remember that, and and you know, it's fine to take it seriously, but don't take it too seriously. We're you're not enjoying it, and the people around you aren't enjoying it anymore. Wow. Well, that's that, that's a pretty good piece of advice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Funny enough, he says that, Mike. I think I had one of those aha moments last month, you know, where it really <laughs> went to me. You know what? I'm not having enough fun anymore. I need to start having more fun. And our last club race there for the CRC Car Club, I had fun. It was a great race day for me. It's been a while since I've had one of those days. I think I got caught up a lot in the making sure everything run right and just need to let that go. Let it run, let yeah. it do its deal. And funny enough, it ran better than most. I, I, what, hey. uh, what, what kind of numbers do you see at your, like the tracks that you kind of call home base? Um, I mean, clubhouse is like, uh, like 45 minutes an hour away from me. Um, and I mean the last the trophy race they had 270 entries. And holy crap. Um, uh, I, race a lot i'm usually at ams raceway once a week um and they've been doing pretty good entries they've been getting anywhere from they said like friday night local races you know starts at seven so everyone can get off work and stuff um anywhere from 70 to 120 you know just local regular club race wow so what time does that go dale if it doesn't start till seven Um, that usually um they're usually pretty good about it we run two qualifiers in the main um, and, it, and it just depends, but usually anywhere from 11 to 1, they finish. Well, they run a tight ship then, don't they? Yeah, they. I mean, they do really good with that, and um, they just they have done a lot of um, improvements on on the facility and the track recently, which is really nice. They spent a few days and cleaned the whole track and all the bathrooms and the floors and everything, and they're doing that, you know, a couple times a week now. Um, they have the, like the heaters, I don't know exactly what they are, but they're just cylinders that run across the ceiling that have heat in them. Oh, like radiant um, heat deals. Yeah. 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 They have two furnaces that, that run for the pit area. Um, they have a heater, the, one of those radial heater things on the driver's stand. Um, they got new led lights in that are a lot brighter and they put white tubes in, which helps a lot with that. Um, right. and they got new dirt, which is, it's it's um, more clay in it. Um, so we've been running slicks for the past couple of weeks. Wow. 
Um, so, I mean, there's there's a ton of traction out there. How so far I is that from us? AMS? It's about yes. four and a half, five hours. Huh. Well, a little be... bit of a drive. Yeah, well, we're we're up by, uh, we're about, what, an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes <laughs> away from Gaylord? Yeah, yeah. Gaylord's okay. about an hour and a half. Yeah, you you know where Gaylord is because yes. you went to yeah, uh, the, the MSCS race back when they used to do them there. Yep. I missed that one. We're we're smack dab middle right in the yeah. heart of the Great Lakes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, but it's, it's if you guys can make it up sometime. It's it's a lot of fun. Well, I know for me, like these two guys over here, where are you gonna run nitro if you get a nitro? And Holmes said, "Looks like I'm gonna be driving down south with it." So, yeah. I'm I'm definitely gonna make the the. Uh, the, As the, your wife shakes her head, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm buying a travel trailer. I don't need a hotel room. I'm gonna sleep in the trailer. If I have to, I'll sleep in the back of my dang pickup truck. I don't care. I think oh. they have a. They're having a, an MSCS um, there this year. Yeah, yeah. I was looking at the schedule for that, and I'm gonna try my darndest to try and get uh, the eight scale buggy yeah. in order for the start of that. I want to try and make a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and for me, I mean, the new dirt is awesome because it's more similar to the tracks out in California that are indoors. Um, you know, kind of like Reedy Race, and it sounds like more cactus is gonna be like that now. Yeah. The running slicks there. Um, so for me, it's awesome because my testing is actually helpful for tracks out there, you know. Oh, absolutely. Right. So are you going to this year's 3D race? I should say next year's 3D race? Yes, I'll be there. Yeah, I was I was talking to Tim Tunerman from Associated there, mm-hmm. and uh, he had to wait till after the big 3D race to have a chat with us. So we'll be having him on in February. But uh, You got anything for him, Jim? No, I'm good. I'm good. Mike? No, not really. Your hesitation just, uh, speaks yeah, volumes. Well, no, I just I had to like <laughs> think in my mind <laughs> if I had another couple questions or not. Of course, Dakota, we're only going to ask two things of you. First thing, if you can give us, uh, I'm Dakota Fenn, and you're listening to the MBM podcast, I'd appreciate it. Okay. And go ahead, I'll, uh, we'll all shut up and let you do it. Okay. Um, can I just thank all my sponsors first? Well, oh, yeah, you can do that. Yeah. I, that was the second part. I was going to let you thank okay. all your sponsors at the end. <laughs> okay. Whichever way you want to do. If you want to thank your sponsors, go ahead and... I'll do it. I can do it the other way. Sure, don't matter. Um, my name is Dakota Fend, and you're listening to the MBM podcast. <laughs> Thanks, I'd like buddy. to thank all my sponsors: TLR, Team Orion, Proline, Spectrum, Nitrotane, Stick It One Racing, Darkside Designs, Horizon Hobby, Lunsford, OCRC, Live RC, MS Raceway, and RC Scoring Pro for. For all their help and support over the years, you know, I would I wouldn't be able to do it without them. And special thanks to all my parents and everyone that's back home and around the world that's supported me and cheered me on. I appreciate it a bunch. Yeah, shout out to Nancy Fend, your mom. Yep. <laughs> Moms are awesome, aren't they? <laughs> they are. I'm 30 years old, Dakota, and I still call my mommy when I'm sick. <laughs> it never stops. <laughs> Your mom's your mom for life, uh, man. Love her. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Dakota. Well, uh, you know, again, thank you very much for taking some time to have a chat with us. We really do appreciate it. Uh, hopefully here in the new f- near future you'll be able to meet the three of us at some point. Of course, um, the one thing I do want to mention to you, uh, I don't know what your schedule's like and with obviously with school and everything like that. I know you're going to be busy. Uh, but just to let you know, on uh, May, uh, Saturday, May 2nd, and Sunday, May 3rd, um, the Sioux RC Car Club up in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, Canada, will be running our second annual Spring Classic uh, indoor uh, carpet off-road track. And again, 
Uh, I know obviously that's not something you regularly run, but you are more than welcome to come on up. If you're going to come up, you know, uh, shoot me a message on Facebook. I'll make sure I make some arrangements for you as far as making sure you have somewhere to pit. Uh, you know what I mean? And everything like that. We, we'd obviously love to see a guy like yourself come up here. Um, you know, oh, anytime. No, it doesn't even have to be that. Well, that yeah. Anytime I mean, he wants to come if up. If you want to come welcome. to Canada, we're your guys. <laughs> yeah. Hop on the I-75 and just keep All coming right. north until <laughs> <laughs> it ends. Then pay the toll. Make sure you have your passport and you're laughing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but of course that that invitation is always open to you to come up and race with us if you want to know race dates or anything like that just get a hold of me on facebook i'll, I'll let you know all the info and uh, again thank you very much and uh you know shout out to tlr got a good race around your hands there darn right thank you i appreciate it and uh, I was, i'm glad i was able to talk with you guys yeah, if you can uh too i know matt uh i'm surprised you haven't mentioned this yet you know share uh we'll get you the link to the Yo, podcast yeah, share I'll shoot it on the facebook link. and all yeah. that stuff that we'd appreciate that Mm-hmm. I'm a you space know, cadet today. I'm sorry, bro. Pass on the good word. Yeah, yeah. I'll send you the link there, and if you want to share it on your Facebook, so all your fans and that can check it out, and you know, give a listen. And, you know, maybe answer the question they've always wanted to ask you, but are afraid to. Because I'm not gonna lie to you. Sometimes I'm nervous about messaging these guys <laughs> on Facebook and saying, "Hey, would you want to have an interview with me? I know uh-huh. you, I'm some nobody from Canada, <laughs> but uh, you know." So. Well, our, our first one, our first, our first podcast episode one, we had Ty Tessman. Was it episode one? Yeah. Yeah. Very first. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Was, was it episode two? No, it was one. No, I think. it was two. Was it two? It was two. I well, wouldn't whatever have done episode, episode. It was. Yeah, it was still. It was still. still we're episode we're five, number five. Yeah. But I mean, even just the difference between <laughs> episode two and episode five, I mean, I was like literally starstruck. Yeah, we were all flabbergasted. Yeah, like, like we, we got off the, the Skype conversation and literally the three of us looked at each other. I think we had a half hour like <laughs> unload before we even started <laughs> finishing the podcast. <laughs> we're getting a little better at it. And, you know, again, Dakota, thank you very much. Yeah, we, we appreciate it. don't know it. what it really means to us for you to take the time. I know for you it's just one, another one of those deals because, you know, you're, you're a pro racer. You do interviews all the time. But for us it's, it's, it's a big a, deal. Yeah, it, it means a lot and we really do appreciate it. Oh, I'm glad I was able to, you know, I, I mean, I remember, you know, when I was starting out, how much, you know, people helped me and stuff, and I, I wouldn't be here today without everyone's support since the beginning, you know, so when I can give back, um, I definitely do. Well, thanks, buddy. All right, well, well, that's a, we'll call that a wrap on this interview. Dakota, you have yourself a great Christmas and a good New Year, and uh, just keep doing what you're doing, and I'm sure uh, the results will be there. All right, thank you, guys. Thank All you. Right. All right, buddy. Bye. Take Bye. it easy. I'm Randy Pike, and you're listening to the MBM Podcast. We're back from our little break. Well, that was a great interview. That was Dakota an awesome Finn, such a cool kid. It was epic. And I, and I can say kid, like I know I said kid to a lot of people, but I can say kid because he's 13 years younger than me. So I guess I can still classify as a kid, right? You know, right? Okay, well, thanks yeah. for leaving me hanging, guys. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> yeah, 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 Matt, that, you're right. That awkward silence. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, 
getting right back into it here. I think we're going to touch on the race results from Casey Hobbies. Did I win? Uh, you didn't even make it. No. But eh? You uh, won in spirit. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> in spirit. <laughs> you got him over there too, eh, Mike? Yes, I do. Perfect. Well, I'm going to start off. We're going to start off. We're just going to do the top three for each uh, class. Unless it's a class that one of the three of us are in, then we'll go to whatever position we finished in. <laughs> why? Because it's our podcast. That's why. Uh, so stock buggy, A main. We had Frank Hansen in first, Ron Jackson in second, and Kalark in third. Uh, and then moving down onto the B main of stock buggy, we had uh, Brian Baumgarten, Jason Conrad, M- Mike Medallia, our boy, me. myself, Matt Housen, uh, Big Al, and Curtis Wemmett. I'm not sure what happened there because I thought I lapped you two or three times, but I obviously those bombs at the end of that straightaway after that uh, every time flipped on my lid. I was doing the thing like Dakota said, like sometimes you know you're pushing too hard. That's what I was doing. I was pushing hard, trying to go faster. I think I found a spot when you came over that double jump that I landed right on top of one of those bumps. So it cushioned <laughs> my landing, <laughs> but didn't throw the car up yeah. too much that it started doing cartwheels there, down the track. <laughs> Trust me, there's a few times I launched off that that <laughs> r- that jump, and I'm on the brake the whole time, going, "Oh, I went way too fast right there." <laughs> all, all I do, okay, I know we're going off topic really quick here from the race results. Every time we go to Casey's and I s- see that brown carpet <laughs> with those stupid pimples underneath it, that's what I'm calling it. <laughs> The brown carpet with the pimples. <laughs> I just shake my head and say, it's going to be one of those days. So are you saying nobody likes the pimples? I, I don't. I think don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't think they're that popular. I wonder if he's listening. <laughs> you probably will be at some. Casey, we're just saying we really don't like them. Or if you're going to put them up there, make a very, very obvious, distinct line. There was no distinct line in those ones this time. The one line that there was, there was one right at the end of it, right before the corner. Yeah, there so. was a line. It was called jump right over them. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can stop. <laughs> you were plowing into the marshal at the end of that where the turn was, but it's, it's all good. All right, so we'll get back into the results. Uh, we got in novice, we got Johnny uh, in first, Alex in second, and Zach in third. Looks like Johnny and Zach are probably brothers. I'm not even going to try and say their last names and butcher them. <clears throat> Stadium truck, A main. We got Kalark, Tyler Carter. He's one of our Sioux boys. Brian Baumgartner, Ivan Taylor, who's he's been racing with us up here at the Sioux RC Car Club as well. And Doug McCollin. I'm already breaking my rule. Anyway, Stadium truck, B main. Buddy Curtis and Tom Belcito. He's another Sioux St. Marie, Ontario boy. And uh, four wheel drive buggy, A main. This one I was pretty pot pretty proud of myself in because it's the a main a four-wheel drive buggy and the names that i'm about to announce that i finished behind are not exactly uh slouches yeah exactly these are these guys are fast and they're always fast uh so in first place we had ron jackson uh second place matt uh koger or yeah koger right yeah uh third frank hansen fourth uh chris carnes also affectionately known as norm um, and then, of course, myself and Joel bringing up the rear. Joel broke at uh, 224 of his. Oh, come on. No, he come he on. drives it. So I can't say anything. Ron was running into 224 as well, and, uh, you know, he finished first. It's just Joel seems to have no luck keeping that thing together. Go ahead with the four-wheel drive bu- uh, buggy B-Main there, Mikey. Uh, four-wheel drive B-Main. K-Lark took first. Uh, myself took second. And Casey Brake Jr. took a third. 
Uh, I think there was only the three of us that made it out for the main. So, <laughs> yeah, it looks like uh, I think Doug made it out there for four laps. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Palumbo, I don't even think. No, Palumbo had some issues. I think in in qualifying yeah. uh, with his four wheel dry buggy. Uh, next stock short course, a main Jason Condrat, Ivan, and Tyler Carter took for second and third. Yeah. Julian, he's one of our guys here too. He took a fifth, which is good. Stock short course B main, Casey Brake Jr. took first. Andy Hart took second. Joey Devos, again a local boy, took third. Tom Belcito took a fourth, and Evan took a fifth. All, all I was gonna say, yeah, uh, all Ontario boys. Yeah. Well, Casey Brake isn't. Well, the last three are all yeah. like Joey, Tom, and Evan. Four-wheel drive, short course, aiming. Tyler Carter took a first. Matt Housen took a second. Four laps. By four laps, he beat me. I, wow. You, you know. Tyler, it, man. It, you know what? That, that that techno is nice. And uh, I've been super cheap and not replaced the tires on my four-wheel drive short course truck. And, you know, kind of convincing myself, oh, no, it runs great. No, I need to replace the tires <laughs> on it. That's become very apparent. <laughs> Tom Belcito took a third. And Michael Palumbo took a fourth. Myself and Ivan did not uh, even get on the track. Yeah, we're going to talk about that later. After we get through these results, we're going to talk about the switch that you made and get your uh, look on Let's just say I exploded a shock. Yeah. We'll go into more details later. For sure. Uh, What are we on next? Mod short course aiming. Joel Wiggins, Ivan Taylor, and Chris Carnes. That was was a cool race. Yeah, those guys. um, I have to say. Ivan's body. Isn't that thing sick? Oh, oh man. man. Was it tight? Uh, mod short course B it's main. It's so pretty. Was Andy Hart, Evan, and Michael Palumbo. Mod short course C main, Casey Brake, Joey Devos, Julian Devos, and Thomas Belsito. And that wraps it up. Yep. But that A main, it ended up being just the two of them because uh, Chris broke down. Yeah, yeah. Norm had a break. <laughs> pretty close into it he only got seven laps in and they and uh joel hit 34 laps and i mean those two it was just it was the quietest calmest cleanest race yeah. was it losi's yeah i yeah. think i think yeah, so i, think I it don't was. know yeah, yeah. you never mind over so, there you. so you're saying one and two were losi <laughs> That's because okay. all there was out there. You know, there's a lot there of equipment th- between jim and i and <laughs> i can still see that crap eating grin on his face from here oh jeez Okay. But needless to say, it was a it was a good racing day. I yeah. guess I, the the only thing is the uh, I'm gonna say the Canadian crew, man, we had a lot of broken parts. Okay, l- let's rephrase that. You had a lot of broken no, parts. No, I broke parts. <laughs> uh, I Tyler broke some parts. Palumbo yeah. busted parts. Balsito had broken parts. Did I break? You something? broke something. No, I didn't break something. I just found out that my motor. Yeah, you smoked a motor. My motor is finally the magnet has finally said enough is enough. <laughs> After overheating it, what, probably 37 times in its two years or three no, years? No, I've had it for three years, and I guarantee you probably in the last dozen to 16 race days, the way I was running it was probably a little aggressive. So I can't I can't blame the motor for three that. Three years, that's not bad. Well, that's what I mean. Three years, and when I first yeah. got it, I ran the snot out of it. I've always ran the snot out of it. So the way I've treated it, I think that motor's given me everything and that much more. Is there any RC we don't run hard? Uh, no. Exactly. <laughs> if it ain't broken, it didn't do right. 
<laughs> yeah, all or nothing. If there isn't a parts order to go in after a race day, <laughs> I didn't push it hard enough. <laughs> you definitely didn't get a first. <laughs> no. <laughs> so getting on that subject, so my motor failed me. Uh, you had a little incident with, uh, what is it, 5H thing, 5H? inch thick piece of plywood oh yeah oh man i missed the ramp i was coming around the corner a little too quick yeah and kind of had one tire on the ramp up to the on the tabletop and the other tire not and let's just say more of the buggy was off so and and it was on the far side so i couldn't see what the it heck rolled was going underneath on. but it didn't go underneath it didn't make it that far <laughs> yeah, the a-arm and the uh boom the plywood met each other and let's just say Broken A-arm. Snapped the A-arm in two places. Exploded the uh, hub. I think it's the hub. Plywood always yeah, wins, Yeah, eh? I think the C-knuckle or something like that, right? I don't know. Here, let me look up you exactly you what You broke that here. part. Bent the bent the, <laughs> the shock. Uh, bent the shock screw. Screw the... Not the to mention, I, I also broke the... The uh, aluminum mount the aluminum that the mount sits that the on. Socks, yeah, it was <laughs> in two pieces. Yeah, that was, that was, was pretty uh, good. I'll t- put it this way. I'm not quite sure how the carbon fiber didn't explode. I know, yeah, because it's definitely a testament to how then strong it is. I hit something with the B5M because I bent a turnbuckle. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <You're laughs> it was that track. Like it was simplistic. Hey man, you can be like Jason Snyder there and hit a friggin' metal pole. <laughs> Did you see that video oh, that I tagged God. you in? I seen it this morning when I was uh, getting up for work. I'm like, holy crap! <laughs> yeah, that was a hard hit to yeah. that pole. That was that was uh epic to say the least it was uh i put it this way and, and it was his buddy's vehicle too yeah that was yeah. the best part <laughs> when i saw it it made me feel better about my my <laughs> situations the part that i broke is called the it's the caster block oh okay the caster block yeah for for people the terminology yeah I'm not very good with it it's just you know that part with the holes that screws into the <laughs> thing that has a bearing stuck in it yeah you know that thing <laughs> so so who was the fastest guy there was it ron or frank or who, um, who the fastest I, I would say uh, probably between them. Depends two, right? on the class. Yeah, I know in four by four buggy, those guys are throwing down like ten point something odd laps. Darn! Like I think the fastest I had was like eleven point four five. The 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 picture this the track was, it had an over under. What was it? One two. That was one three two four over lanes. Under. Four lanes. Four lanes. That's the first time you did that. Eh? Yeah, it was a crossover. It was, it was a cross- it, and it worked. It, it you know what? Nice. Other than the the <laughs> the only one I can really remember is, of course, I somehow managed to flip myself upside down right at the crossover. The marshal goes to get my truck, and he gets plowed into by a truck oh, yeah. jumping the crossover. It's like, oh my. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, <laughs> but it was cool. I would love to see more tracks with a crossover like that. Piece of plywood on the jump too, leading to the crossover. Yeah, yeah. A lot of trucks. We had a couple of trucks. Yeah, I, and I even said I'm not marshalling over there. Why? No. It's like <laughs> I'm not crawling underneath that thing with cars flying around. Nah, nah, nah. I don't think we'd fit. I'm not worried about <laughs> fitting. His fat head of mine makes a pretty darn good target when it's down that low. But it was an interesting track because it was, it was fast, but it wasn't. If that makes any well, sense. Well, it was fast. It was Ten second laps. Yeah. It's just. Stupid pimples underneath the brown carpet. <laughs> yeah, right at the corner too. Oh. And somebody said that there was those things were underneath the carpet. On I don't the think landing. they were under the carpet at yeah, the landing yeah, of the I transfer. Think so I think the carpet just uh, had been it shifted a little. A bit, eh? Yeah, and then the one corner was. It made it interesting because if you didn't land in the right spot, 
coming over the crossover yeah, there. Yeah, you had a fold of carpet that was telling you, uh, <laughs> it you was, stop here. Oh, yeah, and it made you do some really Weird crazy. <laughs> well, hey, it could be like you and uh, completely. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the story. <laughs> the Prolite has finally been retired. Yep. I've had enough of that thing. I think I'm going to have a bonfire pretty soon. So I get the new uh, SE10 4x4 out on the track. First time driving it. It's used, blah, 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 whatever. Smoking deal, though. Oh, awesome When you truck. consider the parts you got for it and what you paid for it, that's a smoking deal. Yeah. Like considering the, that center chassis is you know new to buy 110 oh, exactly. US. So I get it on the track. <laughs> I'm like, all right. This thing handles. It actually turns. Like I turned the wheel and it goes left. And when I turned it right, it went right. And I was like, oh, man, this is money. So I'm coming to the over under uh, part. Don't I <laughs> come up to it with just a little too much pepper? Too much pepper? Mike, <laughs> I don't think you let go of the trigger. You said straight. It, you seen straight away and went, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was bad. I don't know what I was thinking. And, I mean, there was literally a cement wall. <laughs> about what maybe eight feet nine feet yeah from where where the jump was so you had nine feet to land your car and make basically a 180 degree, degree turn, turn and go back the other and way. go back the other way and i went straight into the wall and instead of going like nose first into the wall at least my instinct was hit the brakes the front end will dive down down and you're just gonna and i literally just hit the wall with the lid against the wall and went real <laughs> Right down to the ground. White paint all down the top of the body. It was, I mean, it was one of those moments where basically I was going, oh, crap, oh, crap. Hit the wall. It slid down the wall. And I went, man, I couldn't do that again if I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm man. not going to lie. I've had those moments with my SC10 4x4 too, you know. You don't realize how much torque they have never mind the torque you don't realize how much launch those things well, and have. that's what i mean but you don't realize in that short distance how much speed you can get and then when you hit that jump it's like oh oh yeah. i really miscalculated <laughs> yeah, it's like, this parachute parachute where, where's, where's channel four parachute yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, where's the air brake <laughs> yeah no kidding <laughs> flaps up flaps yeah. up <laughs> or down in that case so initial initial feeling about the sc10 oh 4x4. man Awesome. What a different, like, I knew there was something wrong with that. There's just, you know, I don't want to, part of me doesn't want to give up on the Prolite. It's like, I just, I don't know. I'm going to have to see if I can find the time to maybe go back to just all original. You know what I mean? Like, put the factory shocks back on. Something. There's something up. Because it never. It wasn't always like that. No. You know. It wasn't that bad. Not that bad. But maybe it's the tires. I don't know. But yeah, do, you, do you mind if I steal those tires and try them yeah, out in yeah, the next yeah, race? we can do that. I'm not going to put tire sauce on them. They feel, feel but pretty grippy. But. <laughs> regardless, I finished the second heat, and Buddy comes walking over with my spring and the shock shaft cover in his hands. And I, I don't know how long it was like that because I just kept driving around the track. <laughs> so I can't even tell you. So that's a testament to how well that thing drives. Pop the clip. <laughs> you know, that's one thing when I was doing all the, the stuff, all the switch for you, like moving all your electronics over and getting everything put in there. That's one thing I never even looked at. I didn't look at the shocks. Well, there's only so much time, right? I mean, <laughs> well, if, we, if we had it a week earlier. True. But you, you know what's funny? That it popped off an E-clip. I'd never seen that before, like an E-clip pop off. And what's even funnier about that is like two weeks prior, maybe three weeks prior to that, I ran on Randy Pike's Facebook. He was talking about a racer asking him why he keeps popping E-clips. So at least by reading that, I know what we need to look at when we Well, we don't even together. know how it was, how well, they were put together, Well, that's right? the other thing. We I don't, don't know, know if there's them. any limiters. We don't, we have yeah. no idea. Yeah. So 
I bet you the C-clip's inside yeah. it, and it's either broke, broke or it's sitting in it. Yeah, one of the two. But all in all, yeah, I didn't get to finish my race day with it. But usually when the Pro-Lite wouldn't finish a race day, I was furious. Yeah. Just with frustration. It just it would ruin my day. I'd put the thing on the track in the morning to warm up. Like, just, you know, okay. And it just, it would ruin my day. I don't blame him, dude. Just, I ran that at uh, our last race because my uh, mine chewed up an idler gear in the, the rear case. And I just, the first corner I turned, I went, oh. Yeah. What the heck? Okay. So, you know, I tried a couple of more laps and I said, enough of this. I pulled it off. Took the preload <laughs> right out of the shocks, threw it back on, and made a little bit of a difference, but I couldn't drive that thing near what I could drive my SC104 by four. Oh, like, I, like at I said, all. I, it was just bad. I don't know. I don't understand what it is now. Maybe it's that Exotech, like that Exotech chassis. I had some significant weight to that truck. Yeah, yeah, and we but didn't we didn't mess with your ESC stuff at all either because I did a little bit. <clears throat> did you? Yeah, yeah, because I noticed with mine, like I used to run a lot of drag brake at first, and then I got zero. Yeah, I think I, I almost five. I almost run nothing yeah. on all my trucks now. Yeah. What I what I've found is just let the thing just well with the buggies, like you've said, man, you can push those things. Well, you know what? And you that, don't need a brake if if and you, that's what gets scary though. You realize how hard you can push yeah. them, and you realize how bad it can be if it doesn't go right. Like there was a few times I come around the 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 crossover, and I went into it so fast, and I came around it and hit that tabletop, and I went, "Huh, I made it through it. I made it, it through it. Yeah, I didn't break it." <laughs> and you know something else that I've really noticed, and it's it's that when you're on the driver's stand <clears throat> and you're following your your truck around the car track. You're like, man, why is it when I'm standing on the floor watching everybody else, do they seem like they're going so much faster? You guys ever have that, like, that illusion in your head? I think because you're following it and you're moving your eyes with it, you yeah. don't get that sense. But when you're sitting there and you're like, man, look at how fat, like the, the four-wheel drive buggies, man. It don't matter who's driving it. Those things buggy. They move. Yeah. You know, and, like, I kind of notice that. Like, I go out there. And, like, you know, if you look at the lap times, I mean, there's really not a, like, okay, yeah, a second is a second. Yeah, that's a lot, though. But <laughs> it's still, it's still one of those things where it's just like, man, those things move quick. Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's it. Like, you know, and I, it, again, you like you were saying, you just, you don't realize sometimes how, f like, I, we need to get, like, a Speedo. So that way we can gun the trucks just to see what kind of speeds you're catching on the tracks, eh? Well, like, I know on uh, on Casey's, like, printout sheets and the heats, it gives you an average speed, like, in miles per hour. But it doesn't know how big the track is, though. No, it doesn't. But that's based on your lap times. It can give you a rough estimate of how long it's, like, how fast you're going around it, mm -hmm. I guess. Mm -hmm. I guess it would make sense. But, like... Just for instance, I'm going to go back to the race results real quick, okay? And I'm going to read some of Ron's lap times off, okay? 11.42, uh, 11.18, a 10.9, 11.4, a 10.9, a 11.6, a 10.8, 10.7, you know, 11.5, 10.6, you know, uh, what is it here? 10.9, uh, 10.6, you know, 11s. He had a, you know, a, like one 16-second lap, which obviously he must have got tangled up with somebody. But for the most part, this guy was running in 10 and 11-second laps. 
you take somebody like myself, because I'm not going to talk about Matt or Franks because those guys were running roughly around the same time frames. Uh, you know, but you take somebody like myself, for instance, you know, a 13, a 12.6, a 17, 11.6, a 12.3, a 12.4, 11.4, You know, I had a 23-second lap. That was obviously really bad when I probably flew off the track. You know, 11.5, 11.7, I think my fastest lap was the 11.4.5. You know, I'm still almost a second off of the fastest lap Ron's putting down. You know, my my issue... And I, I figure it's consistency. I just got to stay consistent. Well, like, I, I think you have the Dakota Fend thing where you try to push it too hard. Yeah. And then you start making massive mistakes. So that's what I noticed. Yeah. Is that you're like, oh, man, I'm a lap down. Okay. Then you end up being two laps down because you're trying to push so hard to catch up. Catch where up. You just kind of, yeah. you know, I, I'm, I'm guilty of it because I know as soon as I'm like, oh, man, okay, got to push. Oh. Excuse me. And then, you know. Two seconds later, oh, I wiped out again. Yeah. Two seconds later, oh, my God. And you get so frustrated. Yeah. And then what I find I do if I think back, and then finally I rash out like three or four times in a row, and I have to say to myself, smarten up, calm down. Get this lap. Slow down, yeah. and let's get a couple laps in here. Yeah. And as soon as I do that, I can I find my pace picks back up again, right? I start getting the consistency in. Well, look at our last race. I'm a lap and a half down to, yeah. to Joel. I was able to not only push my buggy to the to what i felt was my comfortable limit but i also had clean laps and when i put down clean laps i was running a second and a half a second and a half faster laps than joel now i know joel said he was babying his because he thought he might have broke something do you notice what i just said joel might have broke his 224 again <laughs> again <laughs> I, I, heard I heard that <laughs> again but so he was taking it easy because he yeah. didn't want it completely falling apart on him. But even Joel, looking at the lap time, said, yeah, man, you were bugging. Like, you really oh, were yeah. going. And and I think that's a sign of, like, you know, when you can keep it clean and fast. We heard Dakota Fence say it. It, it is something else. He, but keeping it clean, that's the problem. Yeah, well, But that's what Dakota said, right? He yeah. said sometimes, he, his, not exact words, but basically he said, sometimes I just need to slow it down just that little bit. Yeah. So that way there, I'm not pushing it past that limit of, you know, you can't get on two wheels. You mm-hmm. don't want to be, mm-hmm. you know, overshooting that jump because, man, I've learned that quick. Yeah, yeah. You're so, much better to land on the down ramp of the jump than past it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, you want, and that's the tabletops? Yeah, like everybody's all about air. No, no, no. no. You want to ride that thing as close to the well, that's tabletop exactly as you can. Well, and that's why you see a lot of these guys, the eight-scale buggies, where they they do like the the Bubba scrub as they call it in motocross, which is where they're just trying to keep it as close to the ground as they can. You know what I mean? And, and I've even noticed at our races and at Casey's races, when you can come up off that tabletop and you land on that, you can be on it and and really pushing. And that guy who's flying through the air, if there's a guy flying through the air, you land on the down of the 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 jump. Air burp. air time. Yeah. Air is time. Well, but then that's it, right? Like, I think it, it's it's one of those perceptions where everybody likes to see we, the we big should, jumps. We should talk to Tyler about airtime, how that work out for him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, but, and again, that goes back to, you know, the driver etiquette uh, situation uh, that we kind of talked about, too, that a lot of people, a lot of people came up to us on the weekend and actually asked us to talk about to talk it. about it yeah Driver because they've, they've listened to previous podcasts and they kind of enjoy 
um, when we touch on driver etiquette. And, you know, I think they also hope that uh, maybe other drivers who are newer uh, listen and, and, you know, take some of it to heart. And it's not, uh, you know, I definitely don't want anybody to think that, that um, how, how to say it. Like that we're not pros. We well, don't we're, know no, what we're, we're not. Doing. We're not by any stretch, but I don't want them to take it to, to, to heart like it's their, like they're it, a it's horrible not a, driver. Yeah, it's not a personal attack. No. Um, you know, it's one of those things like we were saying, you know, I, I can't remember if it was Ron Ron Jackson or if it was Joel. It was one of those two, I think, said to me one time, because I, I, you know, I said to them, I said, you know, sometimes you guys are coming up behind me so quick, I like, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And and they said to me, they said, you just keep doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I'm the more skilled driver. I'll find a way around you. Yeah. And I was like, you know, that, that makes sense. That does make sense because isn't that how you get better? Yeah, well, exactly. You know what I mean? Like the, the better driver should be able to work around the, and I shouldn't say better, it's the skill, right? It all yeah. comes down to skill level. It's the more skilled more driver with more experience. Yeah. Will you figure that out as you? Yeah. And, I, and I'm doing it now. That's the part I'm. At. I was the guy that was always in the way. Yeah. Now I'm the guy trying to work my way through the pack because I start lapping people. Yeah. And it's like I, whoever it was that said it to me that time, I appreciate them telling me just yeah. hold just your line, yeah. do what you're doing. I will figure out how to get around you. And I've I've said that to two racers myself. Like they've they've said, oh, I'm trying to you know get out of your way. It's like just. Well, keep, keep driving your deal, and I'll get around you. Me and you, Matt, we're the prime example of that, right? Yeah. We'll be messing, you know, not horsing around, but we'll be out on the track, the two of us. We're best buddies, so we try to keep it a little bit of competition. Oh, yeah, as soon you as know, you see my car or I see your car, it's like, okay, it's game on. Yeah, it, you know, it's bumping and grinding. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, it, it, we it, we want to compete, but we don't want to take each other exactly, out at the same you know, time. But yeah. it, it's one of those things where if the left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing, it just it, it's just a recipe for disaster. Yeah. And that's why everybody kind of has to be on the same page, which is, okay, just if somebody's coming up on you, just hold your line. Don't slow down. If you're coming into a wide corner or a straight stretch. Even in any corner, like Dakota said, give, give them a wide. car length yeah. wide. Go car length wide in that corner, and that experienced driver will get around you. Exactly. Or, you know, on the straight stretch, yeah. if they're faster than you, yeah. which is what I used to find is that the guys had a lot more jam on the straight stretches. Which now has changed because I've got more. I've figured out gearing, gearing I've figured yeah. out things like that. Yeah. Because these are all things that come with experience. Yep. You know, so just that one car width over that that more experienced driver will come past you so fast you won't even know what happened. Yeah. You're not gonna wipe out. Yeah. You're not gonna wipe out the guy trying to pass you, which in turn, I think, equals better lap times for everybody. Yeah, exactly. And I think the big thing that we need to emphasize with anybody who listens to it, <coughs> don't slow down yeah i think that's the worst thing like if you you need to slow down because that's what you need to do to make a corner or something that's different but hold your line because the other thing that i've noticed is is i start to watch what other people are doing yeah and where they put their truck on the track and once i've done one or two laps behind them i know what they're going to do coming to that corner yeah so i can already strategize in my head but if all of a sudden i'm coming up to you and you all of a sudden change what you're doing yeah we both try to put ourselves in the same spot because you've changed, you know, that, well, that less experienced person has I, changed what they were doing. I think what they're trying to do, they're trying to exercise driver etiquette and be nice and, you know, let you by. But at the same time, it's like, well, we're think, not expecting them to slow down at that point. And a lot of times, you know, our entry speed and exit speed is drastically different than theirs because we're running faster laps. And when they do that sudden slowdown right before a corner, oh. they don't know that they're accidentally slowing down right in our line. And that's why we, I guess we want to say, 
if you if you know somebody's coming up behind you, they're going to put you down another lap or they're you're going to go down a lap, don't slow down, just let them by. Keep driving at your pace. Give them that little bit of space at the next corner or two. They'll go by you. The other thing I need to emphasize after they go by you, don't use them as your brakes at the next corner. <laughs> because that's the next part that I want to get into in driver etiquette. Because I have this issue with I get by the slower drivers that are down a lap or two at that point. I get by them. I get back into my groove. I set myself up for the next corner. And the next thing I know, boom, I'm yeah, on my and, lid. Well, and typically, if again, it, it's kind of tough because you really don't know where you are on the track, right? Yep. And one of the big things that I noticed um, was the race director calling out the positions. Yeah, you mean at our last race, right? Well, well, just even this weekend, right? I, I know there was a couple instances where Casey got busy with people, and, and it happens, yeah. and I get it. Well, Casey's a one-man show, though. He's it, doing well, that by himself. And that's exactly it, right? And and that takes a lot. That happened. Remember how you said, well, I don't know how you finished second and I finished third? Yeah. Because we had no idea, right? No, and I finished and a lap less than you did, but I thought I lapped you at least twice. So I don't know where I got three laps by. But whatever I, it is, I, what it is, I don't really care. Well, who knows what happened, right? Well, and that's the other thing. I mean, whatever. <laughs> so, but it's just one of those things where... Gives it, me the it, drive to beat you next time. <laughs> it, it's, it's 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 I think a number of things that come together, and I know sometimes too. Even when I'm on the driver's stand, I just tune everything out. But I'm kind of am listening to what the the call like. Who's in first? Oh, you know. Yeah. Here comes blah 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 coming down the straight stretch. You know, he's your leader, two laps ahead, and I'm like, oh crap, that's so and so right behind me. That's who they're talking about. So I kind of know in my head, okay, I just need to stay out of this guy's way. The other big thing is talking on the driver's stand yeah. talking to each other you know hey matt i'm a lap ahead of you you know don't we're not i'm gonna come and pass you i'm not passing you for first mm. i'm passing you for another lap yeah you know and, and you're running your pace i'm running mine let's it, not uh let's not make each other's pace upset and i and i've seen quite a bit of that where yeah. the guy that's putting somebody down two or three laps yeah gets completely wiped out yeah because of the person that he's going to pass he makes the pass, and then no, he doesn't even. Well, any situation, he goes to make the pass, and the guy cuts him off or moves again. The whole slow down yeah. situation, or you know, the guy passes, and and then the guy that's been passed is trying to make another move, thinking, "Well, I'm going to gain my position back." Yeah, but you're not because, and I think that's another misconception: is the only time that that's going to matter is on an A main. Well, in the mains, whether it's an A, B, C, D, E, yeah, F, it, like in the in, yeah, the, mains sorry, in the mains is the only time. And, and but you, that can even be null and void well, after but, the third lap. Well, but that's the thing. So as a racer, I think you need to be more in tune to where you are, what place you're in, paying attention to that start. And when you see the guy who was ahead of you coming up behind you. Yeah, exactly. And okay, especially at that point. Okay. Especially if you've already done a couple cartwheels, backflips. Well, but that's it. So, you know you're behind. So do your best to continue racing at your pace. If he gets by you, he's by you. At that point, remember. He's now a lap ahead of you. Yes, you want to get that lap back, but you don't want to get that lap back at the expense of taking him out either. Yeah. You, you, if you're going to get that lap back, you're going to get back back cleanly. You know, it, it, it's a difficult situation because I think we're all guilty of it. You're up on the driver's <laughs> stand, you know, and then you know, yeah, you roll on your lid. A second that you know, the second it takes the marshal to flip you over feels like ten minutes while you're standing up there. You know, you're kind of doing the come on, come on, come on, and really, it's only been a split second. Yeah, you know, and. It, it, and then that kind of leads me into the next thing is marshalling. 
Yeah, I think we've talked about it before. Marshal that car like it was yours. Yeah, Marshal like, that just, like that, that's you. I, I don't want to say any names, and and that's no, never, never. We're never going to mention names because that's the biggest thing. It's we, just there's certain people out there when I know they're marshaling that corner. Yeah, it's I, like, I don't want to. I'm just there. like whatever you do, don't crash there yeah. because and then you crash there. I was okay, so <laughs> I came over the uh, an example of it was I came over the brown pimple carpet, <laughs> I rolled the truck, okay, and. <laughs> that, that was awesome. And <laughs> brown pimple the, tr- carpet. <laughs> the the truck rolled, and literally the marshal put me down, facing directly into the piping. Yeah, it's like all you had to do is put me over two feet that way, and I would have been straight down well, that straight. It's stretch. not even put you down two feet that way. Put you at a little bit of an angle so that way you could go straight and yeah. turn. Like, like when they put you straight, you got to turn left and then turn right to go around it. And it's just that creates that you're that RC you're, sitting on the track. You are a pylon. Yeah. Amidst five, but, but six, seven, eight, nine other RCs. You've already made the mistake. So now you're down those seconds for the yeah. lap, and now you've got to correct. And it's not even a mistake by the marshal's part. It's you know they're trying to get you back on your wheels as fast as possible. Look at me. I've done it a few times. You guys see me out there. I'm huge. Okay. I weighed 262 pounds. I weighed myself yesterday. Okay. I'm a big boy. I'm 5'10". Like a gazelle. Eh? You know, well, exactly. I don't exactly move with grace, but dang it, I try and run my butt off to flip somebody well, over, and sometimes that backfires horribly on me because I go and flip them over, they end up back on their lid, and I'm, I feel <sighs> horrible when that happens. I just try to make sure I apologize. I'm like, sorry, you know. Well, the other thing that was kind of frustrated me was by the men's bathroom. Frustrated? Frustrated. By the men's bathroom down at Casey's. There was those mats that were rolled up. Yeah. The marshals were sitting on them. And I'm like, okay, so the tabletop's right there. And the tabletop's one of those spots where things happen. Yep. More often than not. But if the marshal's sitting, it, like, it just... How, would that person, like, if the marshal was sitting and it was their truck that was on their lid? Probably not. And, no. that, and that's exactly kind of what I'm trying to... Th- what we're trying to get at here yeah. it's it's not a let's crap on everybody no situation all we ask is that they marshal it like p- it was their car matt sent me a picture from our last race of oh. me marshaling <laughs> a car and it is one of those pictures where it is like mike dude had you not end up on your how butt? did you not fall on your face <laughs> because there's no way that you could possibly move that way and not fall you know, i don't remember falling you know those guys that do like uh break dancing you yeah. know when they do that move where they're going to like go and swing their feet around kind of deal? <laughs> he looked like he was getting ready to like do like break dancing in the middle of the RC oh, yeah. track. <laughs> you sent it to me and I was like, holy man, that looks good. Yeah. There's a few of them out there, me too. It's like, oh, well, how did I turn that way? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and that's what it is. And I just try to think like if that was my truck. Yeah. And I've made mistakes. Hey, at our last race, oh, I felt really bad. I don't remember whose truck it was. I picked it up and I dropped it. Like, it just, it fell out of my hands, so yeah. then I had to re-grab it, put it on its wheel. Like, I cost that guy a few seconds. Be- yeah. You know, it's going to happen. I understand, like, everybody's going to understand that, but there's just certain things, you know, like, it's just, you got to, the marshals need to pay attention to the race. That's the, ba- well, not, no, that- no, 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 no. They don't need to pay attention no, no. to the race. They need to pay attention to the area that they are marshalling. No, no, but you know what I'm saying? But they need to know, mm. not, not. Again, it's kind of one of those things where I, I don't want it to be like, no, well, this is how you have to do it. No, it's not that we're saying <laughs> we have to do it. But what's expected of marshals is that they pay attention to their area that they are marshalling. The race, 
No, but, is but you not know who's no, but when when for example, so let's just say you're in a race and it's me, you, and Jim. Let's just use the three of us. Yeah. You're in Matt's in first. I'm in second. Jim's in fourth. Okay. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> no, but let's just no, but let's fourth. just but let's just use this as an example. So Matt wipes out. Me and Jim are coming. Marshall trying to get to Matt's truck. Jim comes along and he wipes out. But the marshal picks Jim's truck up first, puts him on his wheels, then gets Matt's and sends him on his way. Yeah. Oh. Guess who? You're just, using an example that get, just happened this get, weekend to me. Well, and that's exactly. So guess yeah. who just went from fourth? Yeah. To, to first. To first. Yeah. Or you know, or maybe <laughs> I went to first and I now like he's it. in second. Yeah. Just you know what I'm saying? And it's one of those things where. I'm not saying Marshall, the guy that's in first. No, it's not even first. that. But the guy that's on his lid first should be the guy who gets marshaled first. Exactly, and that's the in. That's exactly even, even it. It, like here's because kind of what you're talking about. What happened is I flipped over here, and then closer to the marshal, the other guy had an issue, and the the marshal stopped and fixed the other guy, then continued on to to my vehicle. Yes. And and I hate using myself as an example because I don't want to come off as a a crybaby. Um, you kind of are. I know, but I don't want to come off that way, you know. <laughs> but no, and that's why I, I keep saying and, it. And I don't want anybody listening to be like, "Oh, these guys, these guys are just taking a crap on marshals." And yeah, it, no, it, no, no. It's not that. It's it's one of those things that marshalling is like the second most important thing to ra- to, to to the race running. Because I mean, if you didn't, okay, so if you didn't have the race director and you didn't have the computer and you didn't have the timing system. You'd be doing it by pencil and paper. I wish everybody luck doing it that way now. Yeah. Because with the numbers, it's just, it'd be impossible. Yeah. So, and, and the accuracy wouldn't be there. So, to me, that is kind of like the number one part to, like, well, there's, I can't even say that. But without the marshals. Yeah. Without the marshals. How marshal, would you do it? You know how you're doing it? Like how we used to do it out at Runway Park. Your car flipped over and there's four of us out there and we're all running. Guess I'm going for a walk. But that's that's exactly how it would be without the marshals. Yeah, so so marshals are do that? we 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 appreciate everything that they do, and 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 like you said, we don't want people to think that we're attacking them or anything like that. All that we ask is that they give it one hundred and ten percent. Just like when they're out there racing, they're giving that race one hundred and ten percent because they want to do well. So you know, give the same effort back in marshalling. Right? I think that's really the best thing. No, to it, it is. It, well, and like we said, you know, just marshal the ve- that when you're marshaling, marshal every vehicle as if it was your own. Yeah. You know, and. I know we're not the only people that see this problem. I know this no, is a well, common and, issue. And considering that. I wish we could multiple, just afford to pay people to marshal all day. Multiple individuals approached me and you on the weekend and said, can you please talk about driver, driver etiquette? etiquette? Yeah. It was multiple people. And as funny as it sounds, some of the people that asked were offenders <laughs> that I know of. That That's what's really ironic about it. <laughs> and I'm, uh, hey, I make mistakes. Do I marshal every race? I'll be the first to tell you, no, I don't. Depends on where we are, though. When I'm at Casey Hobbies, I marshal my races. So do I. And, unless I'm, like, fixing something and I ask somebody to go to and mar- marshal Yeah, exactly. Now, when we're here when at we're home here at, at the CRC Car Club, because it just of, doesn't happen. Because of our involvement, um, normally I try and find somebody who will marshal for me all day. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and if they can't, then, you know, we try and make that happen. And then it's just because, you know, I wrench on your car, I'll solder for somebody, I'll answer oh, questions for other people. You know, I, and that's, I want everybody to realize that races up at, in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario at the Sioux RC Car Club. You know, if you got an issue with your car and you're not sure about how to fix it or, or you know, maybe you're newer or you want to learn how to solder or something like that, come over, come down and see me. 
I got no problem showing you how I do what I do. Um, cause to be honest with you, the more people right. I show how to do how I do it, well, or, or, the less or, people or, have asking me to do it. Or we can direct <laughs> or direct people, you know, again, the, the, it's one of those, we don't know everything. No, absolutely you not. You know, and, but we, we, you know, Ron Jackson, and it was funny cause I was pumping him up on the weekend and I hope he <laughs> listens to this and I always call him the legend and I look up to Ron Jackson because every time I have a conversation with Ron, yeah, I learn something about RC racing. He, yeah. he just, he's been doing it for so long and he's, he's, he's just that guy. He's just that guy, calm, cool, willing to share information. If you're willing to listen, you yeah. know, it's, yeah. he won't come out to you and be like, Hey, you got to do blah, 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 blah. But if you ask, but if him, you go, Hey Ron, yeah, what do you think of this? Yeah. He's like, Oh, blah, 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 blah. And you're just like, oh my god, yeah. this guy's awesome. Norm's a lot like that yeah, too. Yeah, Norm. I oh, really sitting start, with Norm. Yeah, was awesome. I picked his brain the whole and race oh my day, god, man. Talk about a funny dude. <laughs> yeah. The things he was saying <laughs> are totally not podcast appropriate. Yeah. Well, only because of iTunes. I clicked on the clean box. But I'm telling you right now, that man, <clears throat> Chris Carnes, is his, Chris Carnes. Yeah. Is his registered name yeah everybody <laughs> calls him norm because he looks like norm from uh cheers cheers and and, and he does and the guy's awesome yeah. he really is yeah. the whole day we were with him and i just i look back and i'm just like man why haven't we been talking to this guy sooner yeah and you know in hindsight when you look at it we're gonna be those guys one day if one we day. keep doing yeah this, yeah exactly we're gonna be the experienced <clears throat> guys at the track i know norm i know norm listens and i want to cut you off for a minute yeah, before no, i forget to Thank you, Norm, for letting me try those front buggy tires out. I moved my battery a little bit and tried out a set of tires, and oh my, those tires have so much front grip. The, the Schumacher cross cuts or something like that. All I know, I want to order a set for up here. Of course, uh, another shout out Gone Banana Racing Skins makes foam tires. Uh, his name's Rick uh, Seaford. I'll make sure I put his name down on our Facebook page and everything like that. I ordered. Uh, a set of foams for my two-wheel drive buggy and four-wheel drive buggy for down at Casey's exclusively, uh, just so I'm not burning through my rubbers as much. And, of course, we didn't mention that a lot of the fastest guys were running foams down there. Well, and it's funny because I was asked that question, you know, why don't we run foams at our track? Yeah. And my answer was it's either you, to make it fair. Either everybody's got to run them. Foams or, or everybody's got to run rubbers. Yeah. If you mix them together. And there's no way we're adding another class to no, run foam. <laughs> no, no, no. We got enough. Yeah, you know, and <laughs> it's just, let's be realistic, foam tires aren't cheap. No. Uh, you know, and. Uh, I paid uh, 95 Canadian for two sets. Well, and that's it, right? And not that's everybody. That's including rims. Rims af- and foam, yeah. Yeah, not everybody yeah. can afford it. No. You know, whatever, whatever the situation is, rubber tires are the normal because you wouldn't run foam tires on clay. Well, for instance, I just ordered a new set of front tires for my four-wheel drive buggy, yeah. aka uh, Vectors, I yeah, think. Yeah, something. Right? They're they're very similar to the uh, J Concepts. Uh, what do we run there normally, Jim? The J Concept barcodes. Bar you got talking the microphone there, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the, they're very similar to the barcodes. But what I ordered a new set. They were like what, fifteen bucks for the tire, yeah. six bucks for the foam, and I think another six bucks for my th- like you know that that's dirt cheap. Compared to... Well, and, you, and the reality is you didn't even really need the rims. It was because we were ordering from Tower and we wanted to get Yeah, we discount. wanted... Yeah, yeah. So we had to kind of push it up a K-fabe, little bit. K-Fabe, K-Fabe. But, you know, it, it's just... It's one of those situations where it, it's not going to change. The, you know, everything we're kind of talking about here. You know, the marshalling. Yeah. The, 
what else were we talking about? The driver etiquette. Driver etiquette. You know, it, it's always going to be a challenge because you're always going to have new people coming along. And I, I think it's a matter of... I, I think we... we you got to talk to them, right? It's just the problem is, is people got to not take it personal, right? Because like, it's one well, of those it, things where it's like you go talk to them. You're like, hey, listen, can you just... Try to understand my point of view. You yeah. Know? Or, or maybe it's even a new racer who's afraid to ask, am I doing this right? Don't yeah. be afraid to ask. You know, there, there, there should no be, never be somebody at the RC track that she, you should be afraid to approach. Yeah, like, honestly, it is the most friendly pe- groups of people around. Like, honestly, like. Well, I think the podcast has shown that. What We've had Ty Tessman. Oh, yeah. We've had Randy Pike. We've had Dakota Fend. You know, I'm still working on rescheduling Ty Campbell from Tegan. Like, Jason Schneider, Tim Tunerman. Like, we're talking about names in the RC community. But yeah, but, uh, yeah, I mean, but, obviously. And I'm approaching them as a nobody and well, asking they, them to be on a podcast. So that it, they got to be, right? R- even if they're not that way in real life, they have to be well, but, in the RC but at the same related time, items. But I'm talking just at, at but our, that's the what tracks I mean. we go to. But that's what I mean. At the same time, if these kind of guys at that kind of a level are that approachable, there's no reason why a local club racer isn't as as oh, approachable. Oh, absolutely. You know, most of the club racers don't have, you know, the, the notoriety or the name to them. They're just... Somebody you know. who comes to, an, and, and I think we've seen this, if you come to the track with a bad attitude and, you know, just, you're just a miserable person, I think those people flush themselves out quick. Yeah. Because it's just, it's not, uh, it's, it's not... Um, conductive yeah it's not their crowd you know what i mean and and i it, it like i said it, it's just we've heard we've been told some seriously shocking things by a certain group of people that was quite jaw-dropping you know and it's like by no means are we what some people think that we are yeah you know i mean it's we're family people with kids and wives and dogs and cats and you know, we're not, yeah, we're approachable. Yes, absolutely. I get in the zone sometimes and I might not seem like it, but just get my attention and pull me away from whatever I'm doing and you'll you'll get my undivided right. attention. And that's the big thing. If I'm doing something, interrupt me. Come and separate me from what I'm doing and I will acknowledge you. <laughs> if you don't do that, there's a good chance that I'm going to go right, 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 right. And just keep well, doing it's what it's I'm just doing. why are we doing this podcast? <laughs> What's, what, you know, what was the purpose to that? Um... It, 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 to Honestly, I wanted to spend money and have really cool studio. <laughs> <laughs> have microphones? Yeah. No, but r- really, right? Why? Why are we doing this? To to bring everybody together, to to get the community yeah. united, you know, to to give people the opportunity to listen to Ty Tessman, yeah, Randy Pike, Dakota Fend. You never know, thought of it that way. You know, if you think if you really think about it, you know, we've we've done interviews now with three people from the RC industry that. The interviews wouldn't be out there if it weren't for us. Some of that the information biggest, is out there, names, but not. The biggest names, the biggest names in RC, and we're talking to them, you know, and it's just, ah, I just I feel like I'm going to float out of my chair here, inflating my ego so much over here. <laughs> <laughs> no, again, and it's not an ego thing. It's just, it's one of those, it's just so cool to think that three years ago, <clears throat> me and Matt, well, we, didn't, we didn't know Jim. It was we about d- four and a half years well, yeah, ago. Well, yeah, I guess it was that long. So let's just say four and a half years ago. We didn't know Jim. We didn't know any of the people in the RC community. No. Nope. At all. We didn't know a, a person. No. I couldn't have told you nobody. Anything. Did you know anybody that had RCs? Mm, no. You know what I mean? And then 
you know, me and Matt, we bought our seats. We were like, ah, nah, nah. then we found out, oh, they got a track out at, at the local place called Runway Park. Yeah. We went out there and we were just totally out of place. We really were. When you think about it, we were just Oh, yeah. Like, Talk about feeling uncomfortable. First oh. time we went out there, we're looking at everybody with all their stuff and it's like. Like people had, you know, the TLRs. The here's my kids burying G.I. Joes in the sand. and <laughs> Yeah, you know, and then we showed up with uh, Red Cat. We didn't even take our RCs out there the first time. I think we were worried about bringing them out there. Yeah, yeah let's yeah. go check it out first <laughs> yeah. before we bring yeah. our crap you know, there. It was just, it was one of those things, but we, we learned quickly, right? And I mean, yeah. we, we started talking to people and realized how friendly everybody was, and it yeah. just, it took off, right? And Absolutely, yeah. I mean, again, like, the, it's just this, that's how I see this podcast. That's That's my reason for coming here every, you know, twice a month and... It's just that, you know, you, 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 we, we talk. Soon to be once a week, maybe. Maybe. I'd love to do it once a week. I think, dude, we're at, we're at an hour and 44 minutes at this point. Okay. I think we'd run I, into things to talk about. Are you kidding me? I got a whole freaking page of the new s- products here I want to go through. I still want to talk about, are you expecting any RC related stuff for Christmas? I got a whole wackadoo of stuff to do. You know, not to mention, I'm, um, yeah, we're getting there. Okay. Relax. Okay. <laughs> You could talk into the microphone. Okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think we're boring, Jim. He's been very quiet. He doesn't have any new toys to show us. Well, he I does have a new toy, but that's some, something yeah, different. He doesn't have he doesn't have any new <laughs> top secret envelopes. This this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, he didn't come in with the with the. Uh, <laughs> what was that one look like? Came from NASA. Yeah, the, had space that, that rocks was that in center it. diff kit <laughs> that he doesn't even run anymore in his two two four. But no, at, at the end of the day, I guess what 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 we're trying to get at is. Is find the people that are kind of involved with the track where you are. You'll you'll know who they are. That it's very apparent. The people that are are very involved. Approach them. Talk to them. Introduce yourself. You know. Ask them for help. Ask them questions. Ask them if you know. Just like I like I did. I you know my question was man I get or not my comment was is man I get so nervous when you're coming up behind me I don't know what to do, and I got my answer. You know, and that answer was just keep doing what you're doing. You know, so, I mean, it's just, again, and that's why I think why the heart of why we do this podcast is to get information out to everybody, to unite the RC community together. Yeah. You know, or at least that's how I feel anyways. I'm going with it. You should. It sounds good. How about you, Jim? Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You're not feeling good, are you? I got to pee. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> with that being said, I think we're going to take a break and let uh, Jim go and deal with his deal. And uh, we'll come back. We'll uh, wrap through some of this uh, new product stuff and uh, wrap it up for another podcast before Christmas and uh, the New Year's and all that wonderful stuff. So we'll be back in a few. Okay, we're back for the last segment of the NBM podcast, episode five, the Dakota Fend edition. Um, so yeah, 
so far so good. We went through quite a bit of stuff. Uh, I guess uh, I want to go through some, I guess, some new products. Sound like a plan? Perfect Tis the plan, plan Stan. Oh, okay. I'll, uh, I guess I'll start it off with new products. I've been kind of farting around on the internet, checking out new stuff that comes out here and there. Uh, I noticed it actually a couple of weeks back when I was uh, doing my whole uh, nitro price everything out. Uh, and, you know, the ancillary stuff, you know, thermometer, that kind of stuff, just to keep an eye on motor temps and stuff. And I noticed, uh, of course, I'm a big fan of ProTech. I've been kind of on their tip for what, since I got my SCX10, which was what, uh, <coughs> be almost two years ago now? Yep. So um, they got this new true temp infrared thermometer. It's uh, pretty nifty, actually. Right now they got it on for $34.99 on uh, A-Main. Uh, they added it December 3rd to their catalog. It's pretty nice. High speed, accurate infrared sensor. It's got four modes, quick mode, scan, max value, minimum value. You can switch it between Fahrenheit to Celsius. Uh, reads from minus 40 Fahrenheit. Uh, whoa, wait a minute. And minus 40 Fahrenheit to 716 degree Fahrenheit, so mi minus 40 Celsius to 380 C. Um, I don't know what this means. It says adjustable infrared emissivity coefficient. You know what the heck that is, Mike? No, but Google will tell us. Okay, <laughs> you get on that. I'll keep reading. It <laughs> 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 uh, uses two AAA batteries and one minute auto off timer, which is nice, you know, for a lot of us who forget to turn stuff off, which I'm horrible for considering everybody always yells at me. Your radio's beeping. Shut it off. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Funny story about that. My radio was doing the beep, 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 beep. Tyler goes, man, that thing's making. I go, shut it off. He goes, I don't know how. <laughs> Come on. I was He's like, so full of it. Uh, seriously. I was uh, like, uh, right here, you slide this to off. He was like, oh, okay. That <laughs> kid's too funny. So uh, I was just dying laughing. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Actually, I think I'm going to, uh, in the new year here, I'm probably going to try and order one uh, just to have in the pit box for checking, you know, electric motor temps, battery temps, ESC temps, uh, you know, things I normally don't do. I'm going to start trying to keep a better eye on my electronics and stuff like that and try not to abuse them as bad as I've been bad for. You know, you know how that works. So when I do get one, I will check it out and let you guys know all about it. Uh, of course, J Concepts, one of the big companies we use for tires. Jim, you might like this one. It's a zip-up hoodie. J Concepts, it's new. Really? You taking a not a caca on it? Yeah, I'm not a big hoodie fan. Not a big hoodie fan? They're pretty nice. I like them. i got J Concepts on the front, J Concepts on the back, and then the blue and white stripe on them. They're, they're pretty nice. Uh you know, nothing nothing too crazy. I can't turn my monitor anymore. I'll end up dropping stuff everywhere. Sorry there, wife. Working on it. Going to get multiple monitors for all over the place. Just not in the budget at the moment. 60 inches? 100. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I recommend a projector. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's, uh, it's pretty nice. I'm a big fan of, uh, you know, RC wear, you know, the sport, you know, the companies that I use. It's all. I'm always I'm always down for, for clothes. Yeah, yeah, me too. All right, here we go. I want to talk about your... The coefficient emissivity. The adjustable infrared emiss <laughs> emissivity <laughs> coefficient. Oh, yeah? Infrared thermometers receive IR ra radiation from the target and convert that small voltage, which is displayed as a temperature reading. This method is very convenient and has numerous application however it's important to be aware of some of the basics 
some IR meters have a laser beam to indicate the center area measured, but are measured in a much larger blah, 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 blah. Where was it here? Uh, I'm good. I'm kind of regretting even asking what the hell it means. Oh, here we go. And most <laughs> IR th thermometers have a set em emissivity. I can't say that word. Emissivity of 0 0.95. Adjustable emissivity allows an operator to calibrate the instrument for different services oh. than setting the emissivity to the most appropriate for any particular surface. Ultimately, <laughs> without an adjustment, an operator may learn that depending on the surface, the IR gun will read a little high or a little low. Oh. So basically, I think it lets you change. Okay, so this one you can adjust from point zero one to one. Yeah, so they're telling you right here, like aluminum foil, Yeah. you would want it like 0 0.04. Oh. But black body mat, you'd want at one. Oh. And that's probably because it absorbs black heat. heat uh, you know what I mean? Okay. I it, well, it, it absorbs light. I learn something new every day. Where aluminum foil reflects it because it uses infrared. That makes sense. Mm. That, huh, that does make sense. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Hopefully nobody shut us off after that. <laughs> uh, another thing here I was looking at... Uh, now, I'm not going to lie. A lot of the stuff I get from LiveRC.com, I do visit it on a fairly regular basis to keep in touch with news. Um, so, you know, my hat's off to them, obviously, for putting it all in one convenient place for me to get it all from. Um, and then, of course, to each respective company, I then I go to their website and get the info straight from their websites. Uh, so, hats off to LiveRC. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Um, we got uh, RDRP, Ultra Ball Diff and Thrust Race Greases. Now... I didn't know that you could get race grease. I didn't know that it was that important. Did you know that it was that important? You know, I was kind of under the impression that just grease was grease. Apparently not in the RC community. You know, and then I learned that there's marine grease, and then there's white lithium grease, and then there's, like, bearing grease, and then there's Vaseline. I was, was going to say something <laughs> else, and I decided not to. Gotta re got to remember I, that I was, check mark I checked off. I was reading an article on <laughs> RC Tech. I don't know what it was about or why, but the guy said use Vaseline instead of grease. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> That's, uh, well, uh, if, if you didn't have grease, like it was one of those, <laughs> you know, I didn't have any grease. So just if you have some, va I'm like, hey, if you have Vaseline with you at the pits instead of grease. Yeah, you got a problem. <laughs> you need to reevaluate <laughs> yeah, what you're doing. You should, yeah, you got to re-figure out what's going in your pit bag. <laughs> so I'm going I'm to read through this real quick. Uh, Revolution Design Racing Products introduces their new line of dedicated greases for the use with ball differentials and thrust races. Uh, the Ultra Ball Diff Grease has previously sold under the Vampire Racing brand, so I guess if you've purchased it before as Vampire Racing, it's now going to be under uh, RDRP. Um, it says here uh, it's going to make a revival, obviously, as Revolution Design's Chem Series. Although gear differentials are more common sight in today's vehicles, Ball Diffs are still a welcome tuning option, and when uh, running in low to medium grip conditions, the grease is designed to perform in off-road buggies, touring cars, pan formula cars. Uh, the white color ball diff grease comes in cups of 5 grams. Uh, also is the new black thrust, uh, all that stuff. You know, the wonderful stuff. So check it out, RDRP, Ultra Ball Diff, and Thrust Grease. Uh, Protec. Again, going back to Protec. Big fan of this. Mike, you're going to like this one. It's low profile. Ooh. Yeah. 160T low-profile digital high-torque Metal Gear servo. 
Oh, uh, so they took their 160, uh, the, the, yeah. the, the, their 160 that I like buying and put it into a slim? In a slim, yep, yep. So How did I know not know about this? It's new, that's why. No, but usually I see the news too. Oh, well. Send me that link. I'll link you up, all right? I'll link you up. Uh, so basically this is uh, the specs for it. Again, it's a, just a slim uh, profile deal. Um, what do we got here? So it's got two different. Uh, so at six volts, we're looking at 0 0.08 transit speed, 216 ounces uh, per inch of torque at 7.4, which nice high voltage, of course. Uh, 0.06 and 274 ounces of torque. That's a lot for a slim servo, and it's fast. And you know, funny enough, talking about servos being fast, S slim or low profile. Low profile. Low sorry. profile. Low same profile. Thing. Slim is different. No, slim. They're actually in and. Like they're the same height, but they're, they're they're narrower instead of being. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, sorry. So low profile. Yeah, my bad. <coughs> but uh, yeah, so low profile case. It's good. Uh, they say it's ideal for 12 scale and 10 scale vehicles. Um, again, high voltage capacity, which is uh, or, or circuitry, I should say. So that's awesome, mm -hmm. especially now in today's age, everybody wanting to run high voltage on everything. Um, you know, so it's nice. Uh, the length of wire is 160 millimeters and 22 gauge wire. So pretty much standard, uh, wire length isn't too bad on it either at 160 millimeters, really. Metal gear, 25 tooth output shaft, uh, weighs five, 54.5 grams. So. You know what I'm curious to know? What are you curious to know, bro? What do they mean by dynamic torque? Um... Because you know, you know how like in the speaker or sorry, the amplifier world, yeah, where it's, you know, ten watts or a hundred and fifty dynamic. So yeah. like like how do you have both numbers? Um, you know what? We need to get a hold of somebody at ProTech. Ding ding, and get them on our podcast. You got a job to do. Yep. There's also <laughs> also as uh, executive producer, you can start doing it instead <laughs> of me being host and producer. Holy jumping! Actually, I had another thought too: is oh to boy. get one of the guys from Live RC. Brand, yeah. Brandon, I think, is his name. I've had a lot of emails back and forth with him. Yeah, yeah. About their new scoring software to talk about live time. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, you yeah. know, and just I know, I know, uh, he's discussed it in the past and stuff like that. But it would be nice, I guess, now that it's been out for a little while and there's been more usage of it. I'm gonna. Know. I'll send him an email. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. That'd and be cool. we'll see if he wants to, and I'll see if I can get a hold of somebody at ProTech. Yeah, awesome. Let Great idea. How, let me know how you make it. Because I want to know what dynamic torque means. <laughs> <laughs> me too now. Find out. Get him on. That'll be awesome. Uh, we're looking at uh, the next product, uh, newer product that I've seen. I've seen this, I think, uh, almost a month ago now, maybe. Oh, the rev limiter. Isn't that freaking cool? I think that's stupid. Why? I just don't... I, are you kidding uh, me? For I novice. Just, dude, for novice. Think about it. You I put this in a novice's yes, truck. Okay, but now you got to hook up a wire to the yeah, motor know, to sense the... Uh, great idea, but I just can't see it feasible. You're going to take another... So now you got to have a... Uh, uh, trend, blah, 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 blah. What's the thing that counts the laps? Why can't I think of the... Timing word? system? No, the thing you put in your truck. Transponder. For Transponder. Then you got to mount this little <coughs> black box thing with two wires hanging out of it. Yeah, well, one go, one has your you plug your receiver wire in, yeah. and then you plug that in and place your receiver. Yeah, and and uh, you need the sensor wire. Yeah, true. So now you're gonna have this spaghetti mess of stuff. I just like I get the idea, great idea. 
I just don't. I I was reading that and I was shaking my head. I was like, "Fair enough." Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> that's just my opinion on it. I just saw it and I was like, "Man, that's a great idea." <laughs> we just need to figure out how to do it wireless. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. So, moving on to the next product. This thing is pretty, very pretty. And thanks to Ryan Lutz. Shout out to Ryan Lutz. Uh, Alpha has become a very. Um, I'm very fond of Alpha engines, nitro engines. They are really nice, um, and of course, well, Ryan runs them, so <laughs> I guess that, whatever, it is what it is. This is the new Dragon 2 Worlds Edition. Um, it's just so pretty. You know that's Photoshop, right? What? the, the Everything this? that you're looking at. Sure. Okay, just making sure. Well, I don't think the engine's Photoshopped. I'm pretty sure that's actually a picture of the engine, but I'm sure the it's, rest. It's, it's been touched up. It doesn't normally glow like that. Obviously, Captain... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to throw things at you. <laughs> I tell you what. Anyway, I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, basically, they just go on about uh, talking that Alpha Plus is, uh, you know, basically telling everybody now that Dragon 2 is going to be available and it's on its way to the distributors worldwide. So uh, if you want more information, they say to contact your local dealers. That's all I got on it. I tried finding out more information about it. Apparently, the uh, the crank is, is some kind of a unique design. Do they say what size motor it is? Um, two eight three two. It's probably like either a two one, or a two eight. Yeah. I know. I know a lot of the race guys run two ones, even whether it's truggy or or buggy. Yeah, that's one world where we we really haven't dabbled in a whole lot. We've been out of it because it's of coming. the electrics. It's coming because, like I said, I think this year I'm going to make an effort to try and uh, hit a few of the MSCS races, and even if it means that uh, the wife drives us there, I sleep. <laughs> She's giving me that look. You can go shopping for the day. Relax over there. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, try and make an effort to go to them. If I have to sleep the whole ride down while she drives, then get up and do the day of racing kind of deal. We'll see how it works out. Or it drives us home or something. Uh, these are pretty cool. I know a lot of guys uh, with Technos are pretty happy to see these locking shock rod ends come out. I don't know. I don't know if there's been an issue with the, the, the shock uh, retainers popping off the bottom. They must have been because they come out with something like this. So it's kind of cool. Hmm. So you don't lose, uh, you know how somebody came walking back to you with your shock spring and stuff like that? Apparently with this, that wouldn't happen. I think uh, I imagine the way this works, it actually keeps the <laughs> so shock spring on. So when you explode your shock, you actually don't know you exploded your shock because it's still in pieces <laughs> yeah. together, but it's not together. Uh, basically it says here, it says never lose a shock spring again with these locking shock spring perches and rod ends. Uh, an all-new design that makes uh, mates up perfectly with our uh, with Techno's durable new capture shock boots. Looks so. interesting. Yeah, they're pretty nifty. I'm looking at them from a distance. I don't know how they work. I'm not looking at the instructions how to install them, but there's definitely a bit of parts to them. Oh, there they kind of show you. Oh, that's kind of nifty. What do they use? A uh, like a grub screw to hold the spring? It looks like it. Looks yeah. Hmm. Some kind of. That's pretty. It's nice. interesting different not for sure and then last but not least we touched on it briefly with dakota and he kind of took a uh a doo-doo on it he, he's uh he don't believe that turf is off-road racing which we're so used to carpet off-road racing that to us that's all we know we don't have the opportunity to go to the dirt tracks like those guys do so i think we're going to be lost when we touch a clay <coughs> track you know what? Uh, who was I talking to? I think I was talking to Ron. It was Norm. Norm was telling us. Norm and Ron, I think we're both saying, like, you know, 
you'd enjoy the clay. It's not going to be as bad as you think it is. No. So. Oh, no. But, uh, yeah, so, of course, uh, uh, I guess the announcement came out. Uh, Roar issued uh, the press release that uh, they confirmed, uh, obviously confirming the dates for the 2015 uh, Electric Off-World World Championships. Um, it's going to be in Japan. Uh, in s- I'm not even going to try and say it. Yatabi Arena. Now, I've seen pictures of Yatabi Arena from the last time the Worlds were there where it was dirt. And it was a super, like, nice-looking facility, well-maintained. You know what I mean? Like, the track looked really good. So I guess a lot of people were really surprised that, you know, now that they've made the announcement to switch it over to turf and, of course, having to adjust the rules um, in order to, uh, what does it say here? They had to change, uh, they changed the date because, I guess, of some kind of a thing going on, like some kind of a conference or not a conference. So what the heck is the word I'm looking for? Um Oh, it's an all-Japan model and hobby show. That's what it is. So they changed the date. That was the first thing they did. And the second thing they did was uh, they changed the rule 5.1 and 5.2 of the 10th-scale Electric Off-World World Championship, which specifically describes the acceptable standard for track surface and layout. So 5.1 uh, describes the surface to be used for the world's... Uh, it was amended to provide for a track that is either partially or entirely covered in artificial turf or astroturf. Uh, other materials may be used in order to build track features, such as jumps, but most uh, what? But most uh, not making up more than 20% of the length of the track. So, I guess it used to say that they had to be made of packable, rock-free dirt comprised of topsoil and clay with a small amount of sand. Uh, in fact, the rule uh, used to clearly mandate that the track surface had to be easily broken and repaired, a far cry from asphalt hard tracks at the last few worlds. So I guess they're getting into the f- subject that, you know, a lot of the, well, look at the worlds there that they had in Italy. The track was hard, super hard packed clay, and I think there was actually concrete underneath it. I think there was bricks. Yeah, like it looked like a brick road or something, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, so <clears throat> I don't know. It, it It's definitely interesting to see. And, of course, you know, the three of us are pretty new into really starting to pay attention to this kind of stuff. I don't know about you, Jim, as much as Mike and I, but... <laughs> You know, it's it's new to us, so yeah, we don't have a freaking clue what we're talking about. Sorry if we make you upset about that. We're trying. <laughs> Eventually, we'll get there. You know, maybe when we by the time we get to our fiftieth uh, episode, we might have a little bit more grip around this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. But uh, I know Mike was actually wanting to talk about too the uh, what the FTW. Yeah, uh, for the win. That's, that's, what, it that's what it stands for. for? Yeah. Okay. Again, I was thinking the wrong way. So. I came across these a while ago. Uh, it's kind of limited selection. The one that I saw was for the B5M. Yeah, you talking body. about the reactor? Uh, yeah. It's got an optional air intake, bro. Yeah, and that's kind of on the... It, it's got like a reverse induction uh, Yeah. kind of deal, plastic deal you can put on it. And I thought that was cool. Really cool. Yeah, and I, that definitely will drive some air down into it. I, uh, I, like, the, I like the body style. Oh, look, we can get a banner for 65 bucks, three foot by six foot. You know, and they make other stuff, too. A lot of the trucks I don't notice, like, well, there's the RB6. I know. They sell wings. They got a short course truck one. Yeah. Those are pretty universal. Pretty much for the most part, yeah. The 22s, I'm assuming that's the low C stuff. Yeah. B four point one. So they don't have anything for like the B four forty fours. Yeah, no, they don't. Which I just 
It was kind of like, ah. Oh. Like for the buggies, you mean like the four-wheel drive buggies? Yeah, for the four-wheel drive buggies. You know, yeah. so that would have been kind of cool. So I've kind of had my eye when I got to replace my B5M body, which I'll probably do after this race season. I'd probably order one of these. Yeah, mine's... <laughs> mine's getting pretty I'm getting up. into a new body soon, too. Thanks. Uh, hats off to Norm for... <laughs> for giving it his first crease. Uh, you know, Norm, <laughs> one of those, you know, you're saying he was funny, right? He goes, oh, what body is that? I'm like, well, that's the Proline Phantom. He's like, that thing's ugly. You know, <laughs> oh, thanks. You know? Uh, yeah, he didn't like yeah, it. Yeah, no. <laughs> very, he's uh, very opinionated. Let's just leave it at that, eh? Yeah. Yeah, what else? What else did he give me a hard time about? No, he was giving us a hard time about everything. He's giving me a really big gripe about something. What the heck was it now? He was laughing at me. I can't remember. It was funny, though. He was just picking on me to pick on me. But, yeah. So, that's pretty much all I had for... Uh, How about you, Jimbo? For I got stuff. nothing. What, do you got, what book you got in front of you? Um, Hersey Porno from November. Oh, I just closed all my mm. tabs. Dang it. <laughs> Wrong button. Which one is it? Let me see. Uh, is it the RC driver? Oh, I thought it was a car li- action. Oh, that's the one that one. I left down here. I actually got the most recent RC driver upstairs. I'm sure you have it. No, I think the wife <laughs> hid it from me. Oh. Yeah. Might get it maybe on Thursday? Uh, that's probably in the mailbox. In the mailbox? You just didn't pick it out yet? Yeah, nobody cares. Oh, nice. Well, we're getting into over the two-hour mark. So uh, you got anything else there, Mike? I'm just looking on Avid. They sell a lot of that FTW stuff, too. Like, they got carbon fiber stuff. Yeah. You don't say. I'm not going to lie. That's the first place i ever seen FTW was on uh Yeah, I don't know where Avid. I saw Maybe that's where I was browsing mm. their sites, and that's yeah. where I came across mm. it. Yeah. And A-Main has a few of their things. Yeah. Pretty slick-looking bodies. Yeah, they are. I, I You know, I, I do remember seeing that one for the, the B5M. I think I pointed it out to you before. A while ago, yeah, for the whole... Uh, but no, other than that, just uh, roll through Christmas here. Yeah, yeah. Christmas is literally just around the corner. So, of course, Merry Christmas to everybody out there. Uh, Happy New Year because we won't be recording again until after the New Year. What, on the, we're on the 12th again now, eh? Our next uh, one of the podcast? Yeah, because yeah, our race is on the 11th. Yeah, I believe we're on the 12th. And on the 12th, uh, let me double check who we're having. Kind of. Dun, 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 Wait for it. Wait for it. Oh. You ready? Ready. You okay over there? Yeah. Dude? No. I'm you need okay. a nap? No. No. I'm good. <laughs> Jason Snyder. Oh. From okay. Short Course World. YouTube. Nice. I've watched a lot of his videos. We were just talking about him at the beginning of this, watching him explode somebody's B5M. <laughs> <laughs> that I, we gotta ask him about that. <laughs> <laughs> dude remember that time you were at that track and you do because you had the carbon fiber or that x factor carbon fiber yeah. chassis <laughs> the guy didn't even drive it yet i don't think yeah <laughs> it was yeah uh yeah, i think he was good <laughs> i think he i think jason bought him a new uh chassis well i don't know if he bought a chassis or what he broke <laughs> so that'd be interesting to ask him like what exactly broke as far as you know what we didn't ask dakota what one of the, what was the biggest mishap he ever witnessed? Oh, silly stuff. No. Or that he ever experienced. Or, yeah, himself. Yeah. We did forget that. We did. It happens. Oh, well. I got everything I need in here. But, yeah, so we're going to have Jason Snyder on on the 12th of January, and then uh, we're going to actually be recording two weeks in a row because of just the way the race days fall. 
Uh, so the 12th and then on the 19th, we're going to have Mark, uh, is it Pavetis, I think? Ron Jackson said it the right way to me, and I don't I don't remember. But uh, Mark is from uh, AKA. So if you got any questions for somebody from AKA, maybe about, uh, you know, tires. And obviously Mark is a legend in the RC world. Uh, so, you know, for yeah, those of you who don't know who he is, we can definitely, you know, shed some light. Uh, that's okay, Jim. I didn't know really who he was either. You know, I just I tried to find out who the best person at AKA to talk to uh, about AKA was, and that's who it was. And I did a little bit of research, and you know, he's had a pretty uh, big career and stuff like that. So it's definitely something we'll touch on in the, in that uh, podcast with S- him. Sounds like he's a TLR guy too. Mm, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I didn't. I haven't looked that far into it. But uh, yeah. So of course, make sure you guys uh, you know like us on Facebook. That's Facebook.com/slash MBM Podcast. Um, of course, uh, check out the Sioux RC Car Club. Uh, they're facebook.com slash Sioux RC Car Club Canada. Uh, you can go to SiouxRCCarClub.com as well. Uh, we've got a forum there, so if you want to ask any questions. We have an email address for the podcast, mbmpodcast at gmail.com. So feel free to shoot us uh, any questions or comments or anything like that on emails. Uh, you know, If you have any questions even for the three of us, you want to know more about us, shoot it to the email, and we'll answer them on a podcast for sure. Um, ideas gonna, of people who to talk to yeah yeah for sure if you guys want to hear us talk to somebody if you want to join us up for one of our races yeah we'll hook you up with where it is yeah and then of course uh, you know shout out to KC Hobbies down in St. Agnes and giving us a place to run uh, where we don't have to worry about doing nothing but race as much as we hate your brown covered pimples KC <laughs> we will still come absolutely and uh, did we get everything did it hit I everything? That's it, yeah. I think so. You know, shout out again to uh, Randy Pike from Tekin. Um, appreciate it. I had sent Randy a message asking him where I could pick up a banner uh, for down here for the podcast, and uh, he's uh, going to hook us up, he said. So I don't know. That's awesome. I wasn't expecting it. I was willing to totally pay for a banner, you know. <laughs> but uh, so shout out to Randy for hooking us up. Um, and, of course, you know, shout out to anybody. Uh, Danny from SMC, shout out to you too for – you know, uh, you know the little things that you do for us. We appreciate everything you do, and that goes for anybody who helps us out uh, along the way. We'll make sure we mention you. I think that's it. You guys got anything in closing? Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year, Happy New Year. Hope, yeah. hope, hope everybody gets a new RC for Christmas. <laughs> oh, we didn't even talk about that. What? Are you expecting to get anything for Christmas? I never expect anything for Christmas. Okay, wait. So should do you want to get anything? Like if, you, if there was something you wanted for Christmas that wasn't, say, ridiculously expensive, what would it be? Like an accessory or something? Anything? I just buy what I want when I want it. What a dirk. <laughs> you? Uh, Vanquish Light Bar for the Yeti. But didn't you just order that yourself? Yeah. Okay, so Merry <laughs> Christmas to yourself. Me, personally, <laughs> there's lots of RC stuff I would love to have. I have no idea what my wife may have gotten me. I know she did order some stuff because she did let it slip when we went to pick up packages that she ordered some stuff from A-Main. So the best of luck to you, wife. I hope you did well. (laughs) Maybe it was for me. Maybe Julie had her order it. Yeah. And she didn't want you to see it. No. Yeah, I just burst your bubble, maybe. No. Trust me, I know how the inner workings, my friend, are. Holy, you're supposed to help in this situation. Mm, No, loss. (laughs) So, yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm hoping that, I, like, I know, obviously, there is something RC-related under the tree for me, and just I'm kind of excited to find out what it is. Looking forward to it. What are you giving me five for? Five things. Oh, five things. I'm like, it's not five days. Jeez, we only got, like, three before I'm opening presents. 
I don't care what anybody says. I still like opening presents. I like giving them too. Like I like watching my kids open presents, but I like opening presents too. Not gonna lie. <laughs> All right, guys, we're gonna let you go. Hopefully, you uh, hung out with us for the two hours and change that we did this bad boy on. And uh, oh yeah, get us to 200 likes, people. I got something to give away at 200 likes. And when we come back for our first podcast of 2015, we're also gonna have a winner of our referral contest. And uh, I'm telling you, if you're listening to this and you hear about it. Get your referrals on, people, because right now there's one guy running away with it. And uh, yeah, I don't need to mention his name. If he listens to it, he knows who he is. All right, guys, you guys have yourself a great Christmas and Happy New Year. We are the MBM Podcast, and we're out of this place. <laughs>